Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot for episode 71 for Sunday, the 6th of March, 2022. Welcome back for the long hiatus. Another long hiatus. Uh, in this week's show, we'll be discussing our impressions of Elden Ring, Kirby and Triangle Strategy, and also just catching up what we've been doing in our time off, what have we been uh have we been traveling overseas, fighting any wars or anything like that? Uh, Swinny, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. We're not doing an intro song this week. Well, we are, and I'm just going to also <laughs> introduce Mike. Play it while I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play, play it over me. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing important to say anyway. <laughs> Mike, I want you to share something very deep and meaningful. Go ahead. It's your time to shine. Go on, Mike. Say something. <laughs> Say something deep and meaningful, Mike. He's thinking. This is what people have been missing for a month. Are you about to speak, Mike? Yes! <laughs> but I got nothing meaningful to say. Sorry. As always, you can find our links in the description or all of our links at bigwigpod.com. Boys, it's been a while. It's been a long while. Has been a while. I don't know. It's been month. five, six weeks. I don't it's know. All it's... the month of February. <laughs> oh, I checked it. And February we had, has. We only actually did like, like five or weeks. six podcasts in January. It was really bizarre. <laughs> huh. With our uh, the Chemco tier list has been carrying us for that month of February. <laughs> After hey, that, we're just too exhausted to do anything else. That's true. That was a straight line. That's that's a good one. People are really resonating with that one. Um, yeah, and we've been promising this Chrono Trigger feature for like six weeks now, so we're not doing it in this show. We're oh, doing no. it next week. I we think should do quite a plot a lot twist where we just record it and then insert it in an old episode because mm. it's a time dilation thing. That's true. And then That's we true. go, yeah, we did that. We did that like three months ago. You guys That's didn't pay true. attention. <laughs> and hey, do we have a correction, Swinny? We do. It's a big correction I've had in the run sheet <laughs> for over a month for the next episode that followed on from our Yoshi's Island feature. Okay. And uh, it was a sh- something, a moment that happened in the show that I just let Mike run, like I let Mike finish his thought. And I'm like, no, that was wrong. Wait, what, what's he talking about? So, Mike, you want a whole tangent about Yoshi's Island promoting gambling to kids, right? Yes. Which was a weird thing, but fair enough. But you mentioned that there were pachinko-style minigames in Yoshi's Island, and I just want to correct, there are no pachinko minigames in Yoshi's Island. Well, how do you define pachinko? Pachinko is like little, it's little balls, pinball game. Oh, it's very I thought, specific. It's I very thought specific. of, yeah. okay, yeah. gotcha. I thought of yeah. pachinko more as a, as a colloquial term for the, no, no those machines specific. in general. It's like pokey machine, right? Like, a, like that's yeah. a very specific thing. Yeah, so that that's all, that's the only correction I'm just like, I, I, let Mike, machine, I let Mike finish, but then I think we just the conversation <laughs> went into another direction. I'm, like, I'm just going to eh. correct that next time. <laughs> but in any I like case, he's been holding I... on for six weeks to correct. Six weeks just for that. Well, wow. I haven't. It's not like I've had it in Man, my memory. It was already written. <laughs> it was already written for the next episode that just okay. kept getting delayed. Week All right, week I want to probe that. Is that true as a statement? Did you have it in your memory? What do you mean? Like, if I asked you, did Mike make a mistake in the? previous episode if, if you I asked you? me i would have recalled it but it's not then like it's I'm in sitting... your memory you said it wasn't I... in my memory okay all right i would say it's not like <laughs> i'm sitting there every day not being able to sleep at night because know, i'm man. like i haven't been able to correct mike about know. the pachinko games in <laughs> and now um, okay. be- before we uh, get 
<laughs> you know, get too serious. I did want to shout out that, like, from a community perspective, uh, there is a member, not of our community, but, like, of the sort of gaming community, Cricks. Uh, so this is a person who is a hardware engineer. I bought a lot of stuff from him. Uh, and he does live in the Ukraine. And so, you know, I think we all sort of hope for a very speedy resolution to that situation and, you know, that he's safe because uh, it's pretty scary, I'd imagine. Um, mm. He's tweeting every now and then, but... You know, it just kind of brings that whole thing to life when you're actually talking about people I've reached out to and they've responded and everything like that. And it's like, wow, that's really crazy. But I mean, it's not a political show, so I don't really want to touch on that part of it. But obviously, as I said, we all want a very safe and speedy resolution there where um, there's no more bloodshed. So I'll park that and uh, move on, I guess, to the banter and probably the, the key question. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we didn't, we skipped the, the, the month of February. And traditionally, you know, January, February, there's like nothing going on then, you know? <laughs> nothing at all. And we missed a few little stories, one being Sony buying Bungie. So, I mean, we're not going to labour it, but what were your reactions? Uh, maybe start with you, Mike. Don't care. Don't care? Are you swinging? Thank you for that, uh, that detailed input into that topic, Mike. I appreciate it. I um, had no reaction. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, well, the thing is, right, this is, this is a, it makes sense in a lot of ways, but at the same time, it's still just bizarre because Bungie, while the bubbles have been separated from Microsoft and Xbox for a long time, still so intrinsically linked to the birth of the Xbox. Yeah. And for Sony to then essentially own the creators of Halo, and obviously they've created, you know, Destiny and Marathon and all those other games, but, and Oni, which is a game I like, but... It's still just bizarre. Um, and it's funny that it was like two days after you had your one sexy pitch for how to save Sony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, it's not about buying stuff. And then what does Sony go to? <laughs> and in the grand scheme of things, it's still like a tenth of what... Or it was no, a 20th. Less think, than that, isn't it? Yeah, but a 20th or something, Of yeah. uh, Activision Blizzard and nothing like of the order. But that, it didn't make me laugh. But at the same time, and like, I kind of wish we did cover it. Just because, like, to me, it's the weirdest acquisition deal I've ever seen in my whole, like, business career. Like, forget about gaming. Just in total terms around business. The fact that they can make whatever games they want. They can publish to other platforms and it's up to them. It's actually been published and said, you know, it's totally up to Bungie. If they want to publish, they could publish theoretically something exclusively for Xbox. Like the, the wording is very explicit that they can do whatever <laughs> they want. Right. And I'm just like, what the hell is this deal? This is like the weirdest deal of acquiring a company mm. and then just like, they can do whatever they want with their IP and, I don't know. It, it struck me as very bizarre. And like the last thing I just wanted to say on it was Bungie have the best commercial negotiators in the history of gaming. Like the fact that they're able to get out of Xbox, go independent, then go to uh, Activision with yeah. the publishing deal. They had a 10 year publishing deal. Activision owned the rights to destiny. Somehow Bungie were able to extricate themselves from not only the publishing deal, but also take the IP rights with them and then get this billion dollar deal with Sony and then have no obligations to do anything with Sony. It's so, it's so odd. Like it's so mm. odd. I don't know why it's so expensive. Like given that they don't have like, you know, exclusive control. It's just, 
It's strange, man. I think they, they must... Sony must be just thinking, like, Bungie are going to be a powerhouse for their live service games. Mm. And, like, they're willing to pay the extra amount. If you go back with some of the biggest acquisitions that, like, Sony's done from a gaming front, stuff like, you know, the, the technology that's powering PS Now, like, they spent, like, a billion or half a billion dollars on that. Guy, like, more than Guy, Insomniac. Guy yeah. Kai, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was more than Insomniac games. So... Yeah, like, it, it, I don't know. It honestly was the weirdest acquisition. Like, all the Microsoft ones make a lot of sense to me. They seem, like, expensive, but the Bungie one kind of relatively makes it seem not so bad in a weird way. Like, you think about what they're getting with Activision Blizzard versus Bungie, it's like, like, Destiny. Like, that's it. Like, literally, they get nothing else with it. It's... Uh Weird. And the ac the acquisition bandwagon's rolling on as well. Mm. There's lots of little acquisitions, or and not so little acquisitions in the uh, one min for the Swin later as well. Mm. Yeah, and I'm keen for that. And then the only other big one was like the Nintendo Direct that happened. <laughs> like I think we were talking about live streaming it, and then I ended up getting COVID. That knocked me out for a few weeks. I've been so sick. I've had COVID. I had like a sinus headache the other week. I had like I've got a cold now. Like, I've been through the wars in February. And never great. have kids, people. Yeah, and then torrential flooding in Sydney as well. It's so oh, crazy yeah, at the geez. moment. Oh. Um, but, you know, we're, we're much better off than other people, that's for sure, at the moment. But, yeah, the Direct was cool. Like, the only thing I wanted to shout out was, uh, you know, Switch Sports. I tried the gameplay demo. It's really, really cool. Definitely going to be, like, an instant party game for a lot of people. And I wonder how big it's going to be, just given that so much time has passed from Wii Sports that it's kind of, like... That nostalgic zone rather than being oh this is lame so i could imagine mm. it being pretty big especially you know post pandemic and people kind of getting together more um and the mario kart announcement was really cool like it's insane they're doubling the amount of tracks in that game so it the watching everyone everyone else's reaction to that news everyone's like oh come on that's ridiculous like give us a new mario kart and then when they announce how many tracks there were everyone's yeah. like Oh, okay, okay. And, and it's a part of the <laughs> subscription, like the, the plus yeah. subscription. Because ultimately, like, that's... Obviously, each Mario Kart brings gameplay changes and yeah. different feel and stuff, but getting your own, essentially... Like, the game already had so many courses, essentially getting a massive amount, obviously, you know, paid extra if you're not a subscriber and everything, yeah. but to get it for that amount if you're already a Switch Online Expansion Pass member... It's kind of wild, but there's like those games are all about the tracks. So the fact yeah. that they're adding so many, it's making me go, God, it's actually probably worth getting this, which the the pass now. So yeah, and you know, like I think we criticize Nintendo a lot, um, but you know, you got to give them credit. They've improved the 64 emulation leaps and bounds, like to a point where a lot of people are like, you know, it's probably one of the best ways to play Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and games like that. So. You know, you've got to give them credit for improving a lot of those things. Hmm. I've never actually played Majora's Mask. And now that they've improved the emulation, it's kind of like just the most logical place to play. I could play it on the 3DS, but then it's like, I don't like some of the changes they've made to that yeah. 3DS version. So I'll probably play it on the, on the 64 emulation. So, I mean, like there's a stack of news that happened, but that were probably the biggest ones that stood out that we definitely would have covered, but... Obviously, <laughs> you know, we had like the month of February off randomly, so. Yeah, like even looking back, like the show that we'd had planned um, for that week that we ended up having to take the hiatus, you know, I think the only other thing was the Mina the Hollower, you know, the new yeah. Doctor Games game, which we mentioned uh, we both kickstarted and they're just sending constant emails. Yacht Club Gaming, <laughs> chill the fuck out. Like, I genuinely love Yacht Club Gaming. <laughs> 
I like, dude. As soon as the the Kickstarter came out, I was like, yeah, all on board. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are like, why are they kickstarting it? They've got enough money. Just don't kickstart it then. Wait till the game comes out and play it. Mm. Right? Like, you don't need to kickstart it if you don't want to. But anyway, <laughs> Swinny and I straight away went into it. But fuck me, they've like sent literally fourteen emails in the space of like what is it a month? Yeah. It's like literally one every other day. It's like insane. Chill out, guys. Like, you got me. I'm on board. Like, I want to know something maybe once a week at most, not once every three days or two days. Um, but it's looking pretty sick, the game. It's looking, yeah. But I kind of don't want to know anything about it. So I might start filtering my emails. <laughs> it's like I don't see the emails. Well, you could probably... Kickstarter probably has a notification manage setting or something. The, the setting... I, I actually checked it because they email, oh, they're wow. emailing so much. I checked it and it's literally like you get no updates or you get all of it. And I'm like, that is not helpful. Cause wow. <laughs> I'm worried that they're going to send an email. It's like... What platform do you want it on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that, so I'm yeah. like, shit, like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just turn it off and I'm, I'm assuming I'll read it on some gaming news site. So, But that, that's looking really cool. But it seems like it's far away. Like, they're scheduling it for, like, late next year. Maybe it'll come a bit earlier, hopefully. But, but yeah, no, no, it's been... It was actually a huge month in gaming for Feb. <laughs> and then, like, the amount of games coming out as well in Feb, like, redonkulous, you know? So... And I like before we go to Mike. Well, m- maybe part of that. Like, none of us have got Horizon Forbidden West, right? Mm-mm. No, I thought about starting for Zero, Zero Dawn. Mm. Yeah. So definitely not getting that uh, sequel anytime soon. So. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know when I'm going to get to it, honestly. And maybe like I'll, I'll segue into one of the reasons why I'm not going to get into it for a moment. Mike, what have you been playing? Elden Ring! Surprise, <laughs> yeah. surprise, so, surprise! Sa- sa- same issue as you. I think yeah. get, get, getting... I want to play Horizon. Absolutely do. I love the first one. But I just... Between that and, and a couple of other games that I'm going to mention, I don't know. There's just no time. No. So we'll do a segment on Elden Ring because both Intergod and I have been playing it. Swinny we're trying to get into, but he's trying to... Well, we'll we'll you'll, you, you'll talk about <laughs> yeah. some of that other stuff uh, that got in the way for you as well. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about it in more detail. Very mm. excited to talk about that one. Um, I've also been playing another game uh, called uh, Infernax. Just uh, just briefly, it's not in the run sheet, but yeah, I know. Like, was, where is it? Yeah. That was probably about two two weeks ago that I I played it. Um, it's 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 interesting. It's a very NES inspired or NES era inspired kind of game with cool kind of little choices that you can make uh, that alter the world and alter the the kind of character that you become mm. um i haven't completely finished it but it, it's it's a really fun game highly recommended it. it's on um on xbox um uh game pass so you can play it for free if you've got that totally worth trying out and that game's actually been it's actually gotten quite a good following on the internet as well <laughs> i think that it's just i see why I, it's really cool it's not that it's doing anything revolutionary from what I can see. It's more that I think it just hit at the right time for people mm. that were kind of just wanting a new kind of classic throwback Castlevania-style arcade platformer, you know? So. Yeah. I must admit, I, I wish it wasn't... I, I wish it was more of a SNES kind of game. It's maybe a little too... I wouldn't call it clunky or anything. It's quite refined for what it is. But I think it would have been super awesome if it actually was that one era later, if that makes sense, in terms of mm. the animations and some some of the things about mm. it. Um, and the last thing, because surprisingly in the last month, in a bit, I actually haven't played all that much. And the two most games that I've played were only in the last four or five days uh is gran turismo 7 so grab myself a copy of that because of course i had to 
And look, so far it's exactly what you'd expect for better or worse, mostly for better, because uh, it's a solid game. Um, but it does, I mean, it's it's kind of like when I played Horizon and I was telling you guys that everyone was blown away graphically, etc. But to me, it was just an evolution of the same game. There was nothing really necessarily fresh in the game. What do you mean, Zero Dawn or...? No, no, so uh, as in Forza Horizon, when I was talking oh. about that um, <laughs> and how it didn't really revolutionize okay. the, the Forza Horizon yeah, yeah. gameplay. I'm, I'm with you like into that. God. I'm like, wait. Yeah, that wait. was a bit confusing. Yeah, and then I was um, like, wait, I thought we all said that we didn't play. <laughs> no, 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 no. Horizon. Uh, so look, solid game. Um, absolutely. So I, I haven't played it um, a ton, as in, I don't know how many hours I've put into it because it just came out, what, like two days ago or something. Mm. Um, but what I do like is that it goes back to its roots where, uh, unlike sport that was very heavily focused on multiplayer and the online racing scene, this goes back to a proper single player campaign where you start off with, you know, a crappy little hatchback and you make your way through, um, through, through getting much better cars. Um, I'm still at the crappy era of, of still driving hatchbacks and stuff um, and getting my licenses. Hey, there's nothing crappy about a hatchback. Yeah, hot no, hatch. nothing. Hey, I, I drive a, you know, a, a Mazda 2 a lot of the time. Not, not saying I'd want to drive fine. a hatch, hatchback in a driving sim. but uh, Rather than a Ferrari. Rather than a Ferrari something, yeah. Um, but I, I really love how it's gone back to its roots. I mean, uh, I'm not going to go about how good the game looks and all of that because it's quite obvious, but I think... Well, what's really cool is that it does have that proper solid single-player campaign that I think a lot of people were craving that they've been missing in the last few titles, uh, where you start from scratch and you build stuff up, you customize your car, you slowly get introduced to the world map and all the different bits and pieces that you can do. Um, and one of the cool additions is this cafe where you go and you effectively get missions and they help you sort of... Um, it's like quests, I would almost say, that help you decide where to go next and what to do in a more structured way. Um, but at any time, you can pretty much go and race different cars and purchase cars and whatnot. So, yeah, it's been good. Um, highly recommend it to anyone who just wants a game to jump into, jump out of. Um, it's one of those games that I can see myself just playing on and off for the next two, three years or whatever until the next title comes out. Um, and how are you me. playing it? Because, like, are you playing it with a steering wheel or...? No, no. Um, so obviously I've got the steering wheel because I played sport with the steering wheel. Mm. Um, just the controller, which which is really cool. So oh. the um, the triggers actually feel really nice. They they definitely have that that proper force feedback. They've also integrated uh, motion sensing for steering, like gyro, right? Like proper, yeah, with the gyros, yeah. And it actually works extremely extremely well. So I played that a little bit. Um, I still, I guess, kind of prefer the the traditional way of doing it. But so at the you, same time, the gyro like the actually wheel, works really well. Do you mean the sticks? No, just the uh, no. I use, so so I just use the sticks for for yeah. steering. So you prefer um, that over gyro? Yeah, yeah but yeah. at the same time, the gyro is actually really cool. That I've I might, heard people I might say really good things about the gyro. Really, so, cool, that's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people are saying that the gyro is amazing. So I, I all... think I might actually go to the gyro eventually, just because it's fun. So mm-hmm. all those people, including you know members of my family that used to like control Mario yes, Kart, exactly. like this, yeah, all, yeah, they were all ahead yeah. of the curve, way ahead of the curve. I was playing and thinking of exactly <laughs> that. I'm like, oh my god, now people can actually do that for reals. Now a three year old so, can play this game. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's probably a little. It felt a little overly sensitive uh, by default, but then I think that's because I was talking to a mate who's big in this game. The whole game feels like the cars have a little bit of oversteer compared to sport. So they've changed the physics engine, I think, quite a bit in that sense. Now, there's probably settings you can do to bring it down a bit, um, but it did feel a little overly sensitive. Um, 
I didn't go into a lot of the options and stuff to to check that. But anyway, that's highly recommend it. For, for, if you're a car lover, it's a must get if you've got a PlayStation Five. Yeah, I'd, like, I'm, I'd love to try the controller, like just to see if you know that is an interesting way to play versus because I feel like you'd need to get a, like a steering wheel with these kind of games. Ah, like it, when it's it works more like a sim game, with a steering wheel. I think yeah. Forza Horizon it's better with sticks. But just with the hmm. more simmy kind of game, it feels like, ah, oh, i got to get a steering wheel. It's like too oh, much. Absolutely. That's why I'm, I never got yeah. into it because it's like, oh my God, it's like a huge investment or something. But uh, it's not a, I mean, look, the steering wheel itself, I think I bought for 300 and Very expensive. something bucks. <laughs> for which is, one game. It's ex- Well, it wasn't just because I played a whole bunch of games sure, on it. Sure, Drive sure, Club, et cetera, sure. uh, on PC because it obviously works on PC as well. So did I get my, my money's worth? Probably not, but did I get my money's worth from an experience perspective? Hell yeah. The experience mm. of using a steering wheel is freaking amazing, especially if you use, because um, I've got the manual shifter as well, and because I, I think we were talking about this before, because I drive stick. Using a proper clutch and using yeah. a, a stick on a game like this is... It's pretty freaking, sick. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's awesome. It's so cool. And a proper TV, I've got a little stand where I can put the pedals and everything. So it's nice and solid. It's... Yeah. It's an amazing experience that I think is easily worth the the three hundred dollars. Given that if you go to one of those simulators, uh, like in Port Melbourne or something, I, I went once. They've got an F one simulator. It's fifty sixty bucks a session for thirty minutes or something. So three hundred bucks. Do you know what would be crazy? Because we're going to cover this in one minute for this win. But you know the PSVR two is coming out. Let's say within the next two mm. years, right? Because they're talking about it so much. It's either going to be Christmas or like next year. Um, it would be sick if they updated Gran Turismo 7 to have a VR mode. Because I actually watch a crazy amount of sim racing yeah. YouTube channels. Like, even though I don't have a wheel, I never actually play sim racing games. But They'll probably add it. Sport had maybe. it, but it was limited. Cool. It didn't have the full experience in mm. VR. So I played Sport in VR, I think with the steering wheel as well. Yeah. So the, the full works. And it is an incredible experience, even though PSVR 1 isn't... You know, when you compare it to a lot of the stuff that came afterwards, yeah. it's not that great anymore. Um, but it was still such a cool experience. Like you're driving, it's immersive, right? Yeah. Super immersive, dude. Yeah. I'm driving the Miata, and I'm 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 pop, pop, popping my head like this, and you literally look out the window of the car through <laughs> through the the windscreen, and it's insane. It just feels so cool. It's like, one of the coolest experiences I had. It's I nuts. Think, I think that's like such a you thing. It's such a Mike thing to <laughs> like try to do something like that. Like maybe it was, I was like that. driving down, but it, it's incredible. It, it felt awesome. it felt really really cool. You need, so I, you need to have like to you need to have like your girlfriend there with the fan. And as soon as she sees you stick your head out, she turns the fan on, so it feels like the wind's yeah. going in your face. I've got videos of her playing it just with a normal controller with PSVR, and she was doing the whole thing with the controller, <laughs> even though I wasn't doing anything. Nice. Well, I'm impressed that you're actually playing other games other than Elden Ring. Um, Crazy, I know. Yeah. So, like, speaking I, of, speaking yeah. of, like, I've been playing Elden Ring as well. We'll cover that later. I've also been playing Triangle Strategy. Part of that, I will say. Is kind of for the show. Like, I thought, I'll play enough to get a bit of impressions. And same as Kirby, because the demo came out, and I'm like, okay, interesting. I'm, I'm going to buy Kirby in the Forgotten Land, given that it's, like, you know, highly ranked in my anticipated game. So I might as well play the demo, talk about hmm. it on the show. Um, but that's it. I have not been playing any other games. Like, I was sick wow. for most of February, <laughs> and I was just, like, too sick to play games. Like, it was just, like, everything went dusty. Um, but now dusty. that I'm feeling better... <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously, my uh, controller, my 
Switch Pro controller was like dusty. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, now that I'm feeling better, I'm definitely playing a stack of Elden Ring. And Swinny, what have you been playing? So I weirdly actually have also not played as much as you'd expect me to. I've obviously mm. played more than you from the just look yeah. at the list we've got ahead of us. Three or four hours a night or something. I've been back in the, the the rut of watching Let's Plays of games that I love. So <laughs> I've been oh, watching... The, the Bloodborne, Bloodborne experts. So, yeah, so I've been now watching a lot of Metal Gear Solid Let's Plays all the <laughs> way through. I've watched I play through the entire series um, and spin-offs and stuff. So it's actually made me... I'm, I've never actually played through number five, so I'm actually Ooh. thinking about starting that soon, but oh, nice. obviously obviously, there's a lot on the plate at the moment, so I'm, I'm not going to hit that for a little bit. But um, can, can I pause you for a second? I, like, I always love asking you streaming ideas because I know you're never going to do it, so it's quite amusing to me, but how amazing would it be if Mike and I were, like, reacting and commenting on you playing Bloodborne for the first time? I think that would be yeah. amazing. Because I'd love to watch that. Like Swinney's pretending to be frozen right now. Well, you said but, pause for a minute. So. <laughs> but I think that would be amazing. I think like it's it's you're very good at the Souls games, and you've watched so much Bloodborne. It would be funny if you actually just dominate the game from the start. That that's well, a good idea, Swinney. You have to. Admit. I have I have the advantage of knowing where good stuff is. That's what I'm saying. Versus what I'm saying. blind players, but yeah. um, at the same time, yeah, like I don't think streaming from my console setup at the moment it's not exactly something i'd want to do so oh but you're open to it it sounds like um, you're open to it so the Is games i have been playing i'd love to watch that. They're, di- they're in different areas of the house so yeah um so what i have been playing so <laughs> i caved in and did my replay of fate's Warn, the dlc for kingdoms oh, no, of amalur ca- no you came i just in. said i just said bugger <laughs> it i'm just gonna <laughs> no. play through the whole thing again did a speed well, give, run give the context wow. to the people yeah so, remind us so I played uh, about a month and a half ago. I played through Fatesworn, the DLC for Kingdoms of Analog Re-Reckoning. And there's an achievement for completing all the quests in the game, the side quests and the main quests in the DLC. And that was probably like 15, 20 hours expansion. You know, I took my time and everything was fun. And it glitched out on me. It's well-known glitches where if you handle a quest in a certain way, it doesn't count that you've completed it. So I'm like, okay, I'll just wait to see if they patch this. But honestly, as the weeks went on, I'm like, I just don't have confidence that they're going to patch it in a way that would just unlock the people that have actually met the criteria. So I said, bugger, I'm just going to play through it again. So I did like a bit of a speed run through through the DLC. So it'd be probably about seven hours, maybe seven, eight hours and finish it up. So that's it. So that was one of the hmm. things I played. You have a true sickness, Swinney. You played through the whole game. Seven hours just to get the achievement. But the thing is, you, the good part about Kings of Vandalore, it means I could I got to play with different weapon types yeah, true. through yeah. the replay. Um, so the next game I have on my list is actually a game called The Order oh, 1886. Yeah. Oh, so a game, cool. game okay. from about seven years ago that was it's very mixed. Game, right? Very mixed reviews. If it, if it wasn't launched, it was very damn close mm. to launch for PS, uh, PS4. And... God damn, this game! That game is gorgeous. Mm. It, it actually still looks really good. It's one of the day. I, I yeah. play it now, and I'm like, this looks better than most next generation, mm-hmm. like current gen PS5 and Xbox Series X games I've seen. It looks so gorgeous, and the game's running at 30 frames, and it's got like the, the black, whatever they call it, the black bars on the top and bottom. But weirdly, 
I don't hold this view, but you know the whole view about, oh, games at 30 frames are more cinematic, right? That whole thing, right? <laughs> I don't hold... Well, yeah, what a maniac would think that. <laughs> I don't hold that view, but if I did, this is the game that I'd use as... Ev- or one of the games I'd use as evidence because mm. it does definitely, like... Mm. It's weird. It's running at 30, but it has a certain feel to it. Like, I had to check. I'm like, is this game actually running at 24? Like a movie? Oh, okay. it felt very yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's running 30. 30. Yeah, but, they announced that yeah. before the game came out. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> um, so I wanted to, I'm playing through a whole bunch of PlayStation games I missed as part of my PlayStation Pile of Shame resolution. Yep. So this mm-hmm. was the next one I had on my list. And I knew it was a fairly, it wasn't a long game. Um, it was about seven, eight hours. So I was happy with the length. Um, honestly, the game at first, I'm like, it took a lot to sell me on it because it feels like an interactive movie a lot of the ways. It's got lots of um, QTEs and things like, you know, like interactive button presses and some Ugh. of the boss fights just feel like you're just essentially in a, in a cutscene. But it did win me over. Like, it does, it's, I really like the world and the characters and it, it is a shame that the game will never get a sequel. Mm. It no, just no, won't. It, literally, what? this is the funny thing, Googling it, it definitely wasn't a launch game. People criticizing it, saying it looks like a launch game. It only came out about a year after the PS4 came out in 2013, late 2013. Mm-hmm. But they are actually saying that a sequel is in the works for PS5. So I've read cool. some of those stories yeah. and a lot of them don't, don't they okay. don't sound that incredible. But okay. look, it could. I'd love it. But the thing is the game, like I think that game would have had a sequel by now already. Yeah. Plus if now, obviously I don't, I'm assuming Sony owned the IP. But Ready at Dawn now work for I think it's Oculus. Mm. So anyway, so True. developers have moved on. They they're not with Sony. They don't work with Sony stuff anymore. Okay. So um, the next one is mystery is game. this time for my oh, mystery game? Mystery okay. Game. Are we allowed to guess what it is? You're not gonna. Uh, we're gonna be here forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do this. Okay, so fine. I this was actually a game I played before we went on a hiatus but it just didn't fit into any of the banter like it just felt weird to do it but i'm like you know what i'm going to talk about it now so there's been a lot of talk about mobile games recently as part of these acquisitions and everything and on the show itself we've said we don't really we're not into that candy crush please don't say candy crush so (laughs) candy crush as part of me trying to branch out and learn a bit more about the industry I installed Candy Crush no! Saga. Oh my and God. I guess oh, what's funny, and what's you did, and what's funny That's is. That's an amazing guess, by the way. What's funny is Mike was talking about Candy Crush Saga like that week that I chose not to talk about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. anyway, what I wanted to do was install it and see how long I could last before the monetization drew me, pushed me I, away, right? I want to uninstall you as a friend. Okay. Oh, <laughs> now. One one thing about this, I actually do. I actually really like match three games. Yeah, I've, so I've, so I used to play a lot of bejeweled games and stuff like that, and ones like that. Hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, how bad can it be, right? So I install it. I still load it up, and I'm like, this game, the game feel and like the the game moment to moment gameplay, it's actually good, right? We've lost it. It's actually no, it's, no. You actually play it when you start it for the first time. You're like, this game's actually not bad. But the, what they do when they slowly seep in the systems around monetization, at, I uninstalled it about the 30-minute mark of <laughs> playing that game. Quick, I'd already uninstalled it. Because as soon as then they start talking about 
the whole energy and life Why systems, Jules? and you're like, oh, okay, all right, all right. I Get thought if I, I thought if I was good enough, I could just keep playing. No, but no, 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 no. So what I wanted to then do as a palate cleanser is actually find a good match three game that did suit my needs, and that is the next game I'm talking about, mm-hmm. which is called. You must build a boat. Okay, that sounds interesting. So this is a game I'd actually heard about a long time ago, but I've forgotten about. And when I was researching, what's a good match three game that's not free to play, that doesn't have monetization, that you can just literally buy for a couple of dollars and that's it? And this was showing up at a lot of the top of people's lists. Um, This game's actually really, really fun. So basically, it keeps reminding you, you must build a boat, like when you complete levels and stuff. So basically, you start with a small boat, you build up, you get um, like shops and you, uh, new people joining it. And it's just fun. And between, you know, you upgrade your character, but then you go on these missions that are essentially, as you see in the B-roll on YouTube, mm-hmm. match three missions where you're fighting through your enemies in dungeons and stuff. And it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun to, as, a, as a casual game to play when, you know, I'm just lying down for a rest or something, you know. Um, really, really fun. Um, it's got a campaign. I beat the campaign. So, yeah, that was really... F- it was a good way to cleanse yeah. the the stench of the Candy Crush from, from, my, uh, from my life. And, and so. you were playing this on uh, PC or mobile? No, no, I was playing it on, <clears throat> on mobile. So That's the, funny. The proper experience. I yeah. also well, played... It's also on, it's on Steam. So. Yeah, no, I saw that it was on Steam. But it was just funny because I also played a mobile game, which is something I never, oh. ever do. Hmm. I was playing um, Mario Kart Tour because oh, how playing... is that these days? It's just I, <laughs> I actually really like Super Mario Run. I, I I'll defend that game. I think that was a good game. It's not great, but it's like arguably better than some of the new Super Mario Bros. games. But um, Mario Kart Tour is just like it's so rough, man. It's so like I just can't can't abide by it. Just it just feels really dirty, doesn't it? It just feels yeah. dirty. Like this isn't right. It's way too much monetization in the game. And then also just the controls. Like, this is one thing about Mario Kart. Because, like, part of it is, like, I'm slowly getting through all the Mario Kart games, including the arcade ones, to do a tier list. The only one I'll miss out on is the VR game. But there's only, like, four sites in the... Actually, actually, I, I'm probably going to Japan this year. So I'm going to hold off on this tier list. I'm going to play oh, Mario Kart VR. Then I can oh, fucking say I played every single Mario Kart game. How... Why don't you do the tier list and no, add it to the no, tier list? No, no because then gonna, I can, I, I can say yeah, I've yeah. played every fucking Mario Kart game. You come at me. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm coming at you because you lazy bastards haven't done your own fucking tier list. So I'm the one doing well, the doing tier one. list. He's doing one. Wait, wait. I, I struggle because I'm thinking, what, what series can I even do the tier list on? He's, like, he's doing one. Mike, <laughs> Mike should do a Forza tier list or something where you play yeah. everything. I, I, I haven't played every single game of like series. Like It's just not my thing. Oh, yeah. so, okay. But anyway, um, yeah, that, the game's rough. The game's rough. But it was just weird that you played that and then I also played that because mm. we're not mobile gamers. Mike, no. you, you didn't play any mobile games, did you? No, hell no. I mean, we well, played I should Wordle, say hell no. They're the not games. all that bad. I think the last proper mobile game I played was what was that really graphically good looking game? The. Not Genshin Impact? Like, no, that like that fan. Fantasy. You're not talking about evil. Infinity Blade, are you? Yeah, something like what? that. Yeah. How good am I guessing tonight? This is yeah. like, no, I was yeah. thinking Infinity Blade as well, but I'm like, no, yeah, it's not like the game that's like ten years old or something. Yeah, that one. That, that is the reason why I we don't have Shadow Complex Two. Fuck me. That's the reason we don't have, and you can't even download that game now, anymore. Now, I will have. Uh, I've got a bit uh, of a recommendation. <laughs> good guess. Um, I don't know if you guys know about this, but there's an app. There's an app called Mini Review. 
Mm. And what that is, it, it has reviews and mobile games, but the mm. good part is you can say, okay, I only want to see games that are like premium, as in you purchase okay. them, yeah, and yeah. they're offline, so you don't have to have a server connection. Like, So you can actually say, okay, show me all the good stuff and, and give me alerts when there's games that fit this kind of criteria. So mini review so. is a pretty cool app. So I'm not sponsored, by the way. And I, I, the last right. thing, we, we this no. has become the mobile game. No games on my podcast, phone. Podcast, but... Um, you know, I know that you're not an Apple fan, Swinny, and I'm, I criticize them a lot, but the Apple Arcade service is actually legitimately decent. Like, they have it so there's no monetization, there's no DLC, it's yeah. just you subscribe. I don't know how much it costs. It's pretty cheap. And the games, like, I did it for free, the free trial, and I'm like, I don't play mobile games, but if I did, mm. I'd definitely get this because it's, like, the- pretty decent games that go on there. The Google version of that's not that great, but it does have Stardew Valley, so I did yeah, try a bit of that. But I'm like, I just cool, didn't, actually, yeah. I didn't like Stardew with mobile controls. Nah. Anymore, so. mm. All right, all right, and right, let's so talk about the reason games. why you're not playing Elden Ring. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> the reason, the reason, <laughs> the reason why I have yet to start Elden Ring. It's actually you can't see it in this view, but I've got the collector's edition up on the shelf there. So I have Elden Ring, and you're um, a passionate fan. He does. He, he bought the collector's edition unless it's three hundred eighty dollars. He's got his waifu here. statue. I don't know who this is. I'm sure that I'll find out when I eventually play. I st- I have no idea. And I've put um, forty yeah, hours. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the <laughs> this this week saw the release. This week saw the release of one of my most anticipated games, um, so which is Elix 2. Ah, the Elden Ring Crusher Destroyer. <laughs> All right, Mike, let me explain this game, please. So yes. this game, so it came out on Tuesday, and it's the latest uh, game from Piranha Bytes. So they're famous for the Gothic series and the Risen series. So um, essentially, like European RPG developers, and you could say these guys are the kings of Eurojank. Like, if you mm. say Eurojank, it, Piranha Bytes is the people they're synonymous with. People think of them, mm. and for for good reason. Like, the games have a feel to them that, like, they don't feel quite right. But the, the, the best part, of, the, the good part about their <laughs> like games, me. though, is yeah, is is Eurojank. Eurojank, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <Ain't> quite right. <laughs> quite right. If you're if you're into RPGs and exploring like a, an open world that's like crafted with you know the very narrative and choice focused and everything, like these games have a lot to offer because they're just fun. You know, mm. they're not they're, they're definitely B games, but they're fun. It's got a jetpack. So, I mean, come on, it yeah. looks it actually looks really cool. So the I basically knowing that this game was coming out on Tuesday and the Elden Ring was coming out on Friday before, I said, well, if I start Elden Ring. I'm going to get stuck into it. And yeah. Then, yeah. Like, I really wanted to, honestly, Elix is the kind of game, Elix 2 is the kind of game that I felt more like playing at the Ooh. moment, like that style of RPG. I was just, sometimes you're in the mood for a certain style of game. I'm not going to lie, but I, I, I want to play this. There's something so, about this that I actually yeah. really want to play. So basically what I did is I said, look, I'm not going to start Elden Ring. I'm going to start Elix. And if it gets its, it's claws into me then then i get stuck playing that then i'll see how i go when i actually start mm. ring. and the unfortunate part is i haven't actually had that much time or have been in the mood to play that many games this week in general mm. so i've only put about maybe five hours of the oh, since really? it came out mm. so um which for me is that that's pretty low considering it came out like five days ago or something so but, yeah, hmm. but i'm i'm enjoying it so far but i'm very early on um i'll give my thoughts uh once oh there's one thing i want to say it's honestly it's not really a spoiler because you you get you find it right at the start of the game but I, I was in like this main one of the first main camps you come to and then i hear on the radio they're talking about a billy idol concert 
and then it gives me a quest. I'm like, oh, that's weird. It must be something oh, where on the radio must, in the game must be yeah. It must be something where there's like some guy calling himself Billy Idol. So I rock up to this like amphitheater in the game. There's an actual Billy actual Billy Idol wow. concert in the game <laughs> with cool. a song that I think he recorded for the game. But does, doesn't awesome. that feel very immersion breaking? Oh, well, the thing is, though, it's not the first time. So there was a Blind Guardian concert yeah. in Sacred 2 that was really weird as well. But wow. that felt that felt very appropriate because Blind Guardian are all about, like, fantasy, yeah. Lord of the Rings style. This just felt like, why is Biddy... Biddy yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's okay. really weird. So anyway. For people that aren't initiated in the ways of the Elix, I'm not initiated <laughs> in the ways of the Elix. It's a... Is it Elix? How do you say it? Elix. Elix. Yeah, Elix. 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 That's what I thought. Uh, it's it's set in a, from my understanding, a fantasy world with magic, but also sci-fi. Is it no, high so fantasy or dark? I fantasy? would no, I would say, no. It's more like a post-apocalyptic world Ooh. that yeah. then has sci-fi and some magic to it as well. So, but it's more okay. like it looks when you're exploring the world, it looks more like a Fallout, Fallout. than it does a fantasy game. Oh, okay. So it's because Fallout because with the Mass Effect and. Because the ruins in the game are like broken down factories and okay, silos cool, and cool, things gotcha. like that. So, so, that yeah. so they have taken Fallout, mixed it with Mass Effect and Dragon Age, basically. It, Fallout's <laughs> more like post-nuclear wasteland. This is more like, okay, it's everything's overgrown, shrubbery, and like people don't know the old technology and stuff like that. So it's uh, more like, probably more closer to Horizon like Zero packs. Dawn than Fallout, honestly. So It's a gotcha. pretty long game. It's going to be like a... Because you get a hundred percent it, right? So it's going to be like an eighty-hour type game ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to take a while. Okay. It's a bit of a gamble doing that because I feel like with Elden Ring, there's a good chance that all the achievements are achievable. Whereas with Elex, I feel like <laughs> you might put seventy hours into it and then realize one of the achievements I, broken. I'm oh, sorry, okay, I get what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, no, I was but confused the thing by what you were saying there for a second. I've never, I've never had a broken achievement in a Piranha Bytes game, so okay. I trust them. Um, all right, so last week, uh, the last thing I want to get to, I didn't yep. realize it was take too long to get to. No, that's fine. This is fascinating. Was, I love hearing this. fine. We're going to go for three, five hours or something. Was a game, another game that I played a lot, um, probably the game I played the second, actually the most the last few weeks, oh. is Kitaria Fables. Fables. So this game oh, this game was on special and I picked it up. Um, it's a game I've had my eye on for a while. It came out <gasps> around mid, mid last year. So this is like a top-down action RPG mixed with a life sim. So basically, it's as if it's like mixing Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley with a traditional action RPG. And you're a cat. Um, you play as a cat, and you can make <laughs> your cat. You can you can make your cat look a certain way. And the thing is, the characters don't. <laughs> they also don't look cert, like weird. You know, the, the whole anthro thing can look weird sometimes. Why the fuck did you tell me about this earlier? Mike. Mike. No, it's fine, Mike. I did <laughs> tell you about this game, by the way. Oh, okay. All right. I said, Mike, you should. Why try don't you a... make sure that I understood? You should try. You, Katari... you should try a Katari Fables, Mike. It's like, okay. Uh, actually, no, you're right. And you did send a video about it. I remember now, where you were dodging this. This and you sent a code as attack. well. And you anyway. sent me a code and a walkthrough. Oh, yeah. that's right. I put forty hours into this game. That looks I remember super furryish. What are you talking about? Look, it's a bit furry, oh, but I just want to play as probably, a cat with a sword. That's probably the. That's probably the worst character. I would say, <laughs> oh. Um. All right. So this game is actually it's actually a pretty popular game. There's a lot of people that love this game online, mm. especially in the Switch when when it got Switch release. <laughs> it's actually made uh, made by a developer called Twin Hearts, a very small developer actually from Indonesia. 
So our neighbor, that's, that's, our nearest yeah, neighbor. Yeah, exactly. So I and I didn't support people. I like did that. not. I did not know that until I looked it up just prior to the show. So it's good to know. Awesome. I did but not know uh, yeah, Indonesians are into furries. That's quite interesting. I think this is a really good game if you like. If you like anything Furs. like Sardu, you'll probably really, really like it. It's mm. not that bad. Don't worry. It's not a furry game. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I don't care if it is. I just want to play as a cat. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's, it's, God, like some of your Star Fox adventures is way worse. Yeah, 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 indeed. Um, yeah, actually, that's right. <laughs> mm. um, uh. I just wish, the things I say about the game is I wish the RPG elements were a little bit deeper and grinding for certain materials that you want for crafting for some enemies can be a little tiresome but other than that i think it's really good i haven't finished it yet um i really recommend it especially if it goes on cheap katari fables if you like stardew and your action RPGs, and diablo I think like it kind of like it kind of Kinda. I like how he adds to your recommendation on a game. I know, no I know. Fucking idea. <laughs> Sorry, should I, I should have said Diablo. 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 The question. Diablo. All right. So we have no news this week because we found we deemed it not material enough that we yeah. had something powerful to talk about. Game wise, anyway. Fans. We don't have a Steam Deck. Gabe, when are you actually going to release it in Australia? Two well, of us yeah, are going to buy it. We also know you guys are just going to probably talk for ages about Elden Ring. So we're like, you know what, for the <laughs> comeback true. show, let's just talk, let's just <laughs> catch true. up and give an impression, this trio of impressions. Depends, man, because there's, I don't want to spoil anything. So there might not be well, that we much don't need to, to say. spoil it. But we, we will do one min for the swim. Uh, very mm. jam-packed one min for the swim. It's going to be interesting. Swinny is uh, not practiced because we haven't done it for a month. And he's got 186 words, so we've been monotonically increasing the word count, and we're up to monotonically. Do you know what that word means? I've never heard that word. word. It means what does it mean? A number that, like in a series, that increases and never goes below the prior set of numbers. Ah, but that's wrong because we have gone below once. What? When did you dip below? When was a quiet week? Remember. Oh, did you actually put the words? Le- like, did you have words? Yeah, it was, like, it was like 120 words. Oh, or disgusting! You, Get you off have the a show. you have a very Horrible. short you have a short memory. You need I do. to recall things. The though. way I do, I, stuff goes in, and then I go. It's all pointless. Throw it all out. See, I have a ring knowledge. I am amazing at retaining pointless information, but True. not retaining useful useful information. I agree. I agree with that sentiment. So, as always, when Swinny kicks off, I'll put the timer on. He could start in any moment. Okay. Street Fighter 6 has finally been officially announced by Capcom, alongside a new compilation called the Capcom Fighting Collection. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have been announced for the Switch. Valve have revealed Aperture Desk Job, a small free game set in Half-Life Universe. In-In Games have announced a classic Wonderboy collection for PS4 and Switch. The headset for the PlayStation VR 2 has been revealed. The Wii U and 3DS Nintendo eShops will shut down in March 2023. Evo have announced that Nintendo won't allow Smash Brothers for this event's 2022 lineup. Cyberpunk 2077's long-awaited next-gen 1.5 patch has been unleashed. Returnal Studio Housemark's next game will be a brand new IP. Nintendo has acquired longtime partner studio SRD. Epic Games has acquired music platform Bandcamp. Nacon have acquired Deponian Lord of the Rings Golem Studio Daedalic Entertainment. And Platinum games are open to being acquired and bringing back Scalebound. Nintendo have added missions and rewards features for Switch Online members. Bethesda Softworks will retire the Bethesda.net's launcher this year, and a near Automata TV anime series has been announced for Anna, from Anaplex Studio. Oh, I just, this, this is going to take forever to get you out of this. Well, <laughs> well done. done. Hey, I've got Very a good. correction, an instant correction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Valve has revealed Aperture, Aperture, Desk Job, a small I... free game set in the Portal universe no well no okay so i originally had yeah see i'm gonna correct your correction in the sense that 
I had I had portal slash I put portal slash half-life but I'm like I need to cut down the words one and when basically I mean I'm gonna take the first the primary game series like the first series it's all set in the same universe portal and half-life setting no they are they're set in the same universe they're actually a lot of people call the universe the aperture universe but because I said already said the word aperture I just said I'm just gonna say half-life instead of portal and half-life so there's no way if you reduced it to either Half-Life Universe or Portal Universe, you would ever say it's illustrative of saying Half-Life ah, Universe versus Get Portal over universe. it, man. Get over it. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> correcting your correction of me. <laughs> no, it's, but the thing is, I, I went to put that in. I'm like, well, I need to cut the words. Like, you got to make this punchy. Yeah, you got to make universe, it quick. Portal Universe, bang. No, it's all the Half-Life Universe. No, nah, that's crazy. It's all uh, the I'm, I'm excited about VR, uh, PlayStation VR 2. Do you think you're going to get one, Mike? Yeah. Oh, you are. But yeah, absolutely. I, I've got a price limit, though. I'm worried it's going to be like 750 bucks. Ooh, that much? Yeah. I've, I've got Maybe no now is a good time to sell my current PSVR that yes. seems to be worth a lot more for some reason, including move controllers. Oh, like yeah, the bucks move controllers like... are worth a fortune. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that, Swinny. These move controllers are ridiculous. And I've got the, the gun attachment. <laughs> yeah, you should I've sell got... that shit, dude. Oh, Seriously. Because move controllers are going to be pointless. So yeah. yeah if you're Unless not you have play. A, an original PSVR, but yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's get into our impressions. I'll zip through the first set and then we'll jump into Elden Ring. But first <laughs> up, it's my impressions of Kirby, the Forgotten Land demo. So mm. I'll just, uh, where are we up to? So we're here. Um, so this looks pretty. Kirby, well, Kirby was, you know, on my list, top five list of anticipated gaming related things for 2022. And if you actually look through it, and my number one is the Mario movie. Super keen to see that. I'm interested in it. Um, number two is the Steam Deck from memory, which doesn't seem like it's going to come out in Australia this year, which is a huge bummer. But number three is Kirby. So Kirby is actually my number one video game anticipated of this year. So hmm. <clears throat> the demo came out. I didn't know a demo was coming out, but I'm like, okay, I'll check that out for the show. So from a graphics perspective, this is the best that Kirby's looked. I've played... A few entries in the series, my favorite being uh, Planet Robobot. And this is just like, you know, they're actually heavily invested. You know, it looks gorgeous. You, you know, you can see it on the B-roll if you're checking out the video clip. Um, and check out, like, gameplay on YouTube. It looks awesome. It sounds awesome. And one thing I really do want to shout out is the character design, design in this game is amazing. So I won't spoil the first boss, but... The first boss is just like, it's, it looks so awesome. The moves, it actually was just like, wow, they've actually spent a hell of a lot of time in this game, you know, like making it just look, you know, so perfect within the, the sort of Kirby universe. So like with that all said, I went through the whole demo, played it on the quote unquote harder version. And I absolutely hated this experience. <laughs> Oh, what? Yeah, so I, I went from like, I was going to just pre-order this game. Like, just pre-order mm. it. Okay, whatever. And it comes. And playing this demo, I'm like, there's no chance I'll play this game. And I, Dude, hate, you should you should send an email. That's well, weird. Well, you got to send an email to M. Night Shyamalan because that is just the biggest plot twist I've seen <laughs> in recent memory. And look, like, I will, wow. I'll defend everything I said. Like, the character design's awesome. You can see on screen the... The graphics are awesome. For like the fact that it's running cool. on an Android phone converted into a gaming console, it looks freaking cool. It looks really, really gorgeous. But like I know Kirby games are easy, but this is like 
outrageously easy. And uh. it's a strange thing, but I don't know why I thought this. And I'd probably shout out to you, Swinney, but I kind of thought it was like more going to be like an open world-ish. Like, so it's, it's funny. I've seen that comment before. Yeah. And I, the thing is, I'm not saying it's... It, it's one of the things where you look at all the footage and I think the first trailer they showed yeah. looks like that, but then everything else I've showed to me looks like what it is. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, maybe that's but, partly my fault and their fault, but... But I think if that's the... Like, if that first trailer probably left the biggest impression on people originally, so I think that's probably why that's that people might think that. So, yeah. so it's not it's not like uh, Mario Odyssey kind of thing, you mean? Not Less at all. Open, not at what, all, right? You... So the reference point for this game to me is Mario 3D World, right? Mm. So very like linear, structured, very much like Super Mario 3, but like turned into a 3D platformer. Mm-hmm. And like, it wasn't my impression from the clips and I don't like to overwatch the clips because it's sort of like, I want to be surprised when I play it, right? Mm. And I was surprised by this game, but not in a positive <laughs> way. But um, so, you know, I'm playing through it and I'm like, this is so... Like, and you know, I'm a big defender of linear games. Like I've said mm. this many times. I feel like people just almost like take the word linear as it's bad. Like a linear game is a bad game. But this game is so boxed in and the guardrails... Are so tight of what you can do. It's like almost no optionality in the level design. And I played all of the first three levels and got everything, all the hidden secrets and all that stuff. It's not that hidden. And it's just like, it's claustrophobic, this game. And I get Interesting. like, primarily this game is for kids, right? Hmm. But to me, and oh we'll touch God, on like games that are too hard and games that are too easy. I'm sure it's going to come up in Elden Ring discussion, but like this game is just way too easy for like i just i can't see myself like i just can't see an adult like i don't i shouldn't say this but like (laughs) i I just don't know like i can't enjoy this game it's just ridiculously easy it's no challenge at all and Mm. you know one thing is like you know even with relatively easy games you feel like you have hurdles that you overcome and they're just like easy hurdles but this is just like there's nowhere else you can go like everything is just so patently obvious of what you need to do and I know that, like, maybe there's, like, a bit of a curve, so maybe later it becomes more difficult. But from everything I've seen, it definitely doesn't seem like that. And, you know, like, just going into, the, like, the game feel, as soon as I started playing it, I tried to move the camera, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's, like, no camera. Like, the camera is, like... It's like a literal camera from, like, Mario 64, where if you move the camera, the right analog stick to the left, the camera will move to the left. Right, so it's like the opposite of mm. all your instincts. And it's only like 10 degrees or 15 degrees. Mm. Like it's no free range movement. And I don't really know why. Like I went through the settings. I'm like, why can't I just move the camera around? And I think it's just because it's so structured and it's so like, you know, like it's all sequenced. Like they kind of know where the camera is going to go. And mm. that's where it's like very much like th- Mario 3D World. But my biggest call out is Mario 3D World had a lot of, you know, optionality in the level. You could go off to harder parts. You could go straight through to the end. Like, it felt more dynamic about what you're doing. And yeah, I was just like super disappointed with this game. Like, I'm so glad I played the demo because like quite literally, I was just going to pre-order it. <laughs> and then yeah, now it's like, I worry. And you know what? It's kind of like the pro and con of doing a demo. Like, I, I looked at the demo going, well, this shows how like, confident they are in the game. That the demo's out already and the game's coming out in like three weeks. But... And, and like, maybe it's my fault, but 
I guess the game is just so targeted at kids. Like, mm. for that, like, it makes perfect sense. Like, I actually think this is an awesome game. And the benefit of it having a demo means that I would definitely recommend this to people who, like, have kids who are, like, five, six years old who are into gaming. And it's like, okay, try the demo. If they click with it, I think it's an instant buy, right? Mm. But, yeah, just for me, like, it went from, like, yeah, I'm super looking forward to this to being, like, nope, I'm definitely not playing it. That's a shame. Also, was it around the time that you'd also started playing Elden Ring? I'm just thinking of the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, like, it's got nothing to do with that. Like, if anything, like, I was kind of going, oh, this is cool, because, like, Elden Ring is, like, not as bad as, like, I don't want to go too much into this. You were in Elden Ring mode, let's just admit it. No, 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 no. No, it was more, like, this was going to be the, you know, the spritzer. It's like, oh, this is going to cleanse the palate. It's going to be chilled. Like, I was, I was looking for that experience, right? But it definitely wasn't. It was like, oh, my God, this is... It's just too restrictive, this game. And I, I still feel like they could have made it a little bit more free. Like, even if you're looking at the B-roll footage, it, it's inviting you to kind of explore the world, but then it's just so on rails that you just can't. And there's... Like I said, the biggest thing that annoyed me about it is it's kind of so obvious what you need to do in this game. And I it, it, it kind of go back to the thing. It's really made for kids and well, not saying like people who are older than that can't enjoy it, but it's just like, yeah, there's no challenge here. So I mean, the original Kirby games, you could just fly over 90% of the levels anyway. So yeah, but it's interesting from the start of playing uh, planet robo uh, robobot. Like I enjoyed it. Like I played, I didn't beat that game, but I played most of that game and I was like enjoying it. Like, it's that again is not a hard game but there's kind of dimensionality to that game like there's secrets to actually find and they're not super simple to find from the start whereas this game like from the start it's so straightforward where you got to go and and the secrets and all this other kind of stuff so that was a cool secret that was a cool secret what are you talking about i'm I'm happy for you guys to buy this game what the hell man (laughs) you guys can buy this game and go go for it well tell you what this is i feel like watching this game this is 100 percent right right up my alley from right up the alley of my girlfriend she (laughs) she can I just say that may be one of the most poorly worded sentences in the history of the English language. <laughs> <laughs> like the show's obviously gonna be called oh. Girlfriend Alley. So right. so what I'm trying to say is that she she liked Mario Odyssey, but then there were certain parts that I think were a little too obscure for her. Maybe. Yeah. She wanted some more linearity to that extent, where, whereby I think this this might actually be exactly what she's into. So And and like I see. I'll get it to play the demo. Exactly. That's the great thing about the demo. And like like I was saying before, all the character designs, the art, it's amazing. Like I think it's unreal. It's just a bit of a shame. Like I wish that like there was an ability to make it a bit harder and a bit more expansive. And hmm. I think it could serve both audiences pretty well. Um because there's no reason why, you know, like kids or anything like that won't, you know, like veer off the normal path, like for the optional stuff. I, so I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo do patch in a more challenging mode eventually. It just well, feels like they're doing it though. That's the thing. Like, but I think like, I just feel like they, you know, they did something with Dread like that. And I know it's a different audience, yeah. but I just feel like they might do it for this one. <laughs> the Dread mode is like harder than like Dark Souls. Like yeah. <laughs> one hit and you're dead. Like, have you seen, I don't know if you saw that, Mike. I have that. That mode is like it's absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, that's my impressions of Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I will not be buying it. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. 
Uh, let's move on to the next impressions, which is... I'll just go into this view first. Hexagon. No, not hexagon. It's Tactics. triangle strategy. So I spent some time, about five hours, with Square Enix's latest HD 2D title uh, in the, I think, very expansive soon <laughs> series of HD 2D titles. Um, and, yeah, like, it's interesting. Like, I kind of promised that I'll be buying every single one of these HD 2D titles. I do stress that they're going to start releasing, like, so many yeah, of them. Yeah, and I still don't remember why you make a promise like that, but okay. No, like, I'll, I'll just say from the start, and we'll jump into, like, the graphics. Like, well, actually, let me let me hold off on that. Let me hold off on that. So, like, firstly, like, what is this game? So, it's a tactical RPG, much more in the vein of, like, a Final Fantasy Tactics versus, like, a Fire Emblem. So, there's no permadeath. You know, you have a very expensive roster that you can bring in and in characters and out of characters. So very much more like a Final Fantasy tactics than a, uh, a Fire Emblem, which I kind of prefer. But I, like, as far as like RPGs go, I actually love tactical RPGs more than turn-based. I've played more turn-based, but I love, I love the battle system of tactical RPGs. I just think it's awesome. Um, one thing like I should point out from the start, and I, I Googled this because I kind of had my suspicions that and I didn't know this. That this is not the same people that developed Octopath Traveler. It's got nothing to do with the people who developed that game, which I kind of must admit. Like I don't know why, but I just mm. kind of assumed that they were the same. It was those guys who developed it. It's not at all. It's got nothing to do with them. Hmm. Um, so Octopath Traveler was developed by Acquire, and they had producers from Square Enix. So like they were pretty heavily involved. I think it was like a dozen people from Square. Whereas this is um, by Art Dink. And it seems like it's very low oversight from Square. Like, it wasn't, like, producers and, you know, art design. So it's quite interesting to me. What's um, interesting, sorry, just it's also yeah. on the publishing, because this may feed into that. So Nintendo are the worldwide publishers, but I think Square Enix are the publishers in Japan, I think. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, like, yeah. Nintendo are the publishers as so far as it pertains to the Switch, right? So, like, it seems like they've funded part of this game with Square Enix and that's happened with uh, Octopath Traveler which I think makes sense if you look at the style of this game I think it certainly would appeal initially to more Nintendo fans and I think that strategy worked really well for Octopath and then they went off and published it everywhere Octopath like it's on you know it was on Game Pass it might still be on Game Pass yeah I don't think it's hit PlayStation 4 yet actually I think it because oh, really I think sure. someone was reading I was reading a comment before, like, oh, bring Octopath to PS4. Oh, wow, yeah. That's, I don't... That's, yeah. No, yeah. you're right. It isn't on yeah. uh, PlayStation. I'm yeah. sure it will be eventually, but... Eventually, yeah. I, like, I yeah. highly recommend play, people playing Octopath. It's an awesome game. The difference to this is that's a turn-based RPG uh, versus this tactical RPG, but I did have my suspicions that it wasn't the same people based on playing the game. So, like, I'm fairly early into the game, but just, like, some stuff that surprised me, it's like... This game is so story focused and so heavily story focused. It actually like blew me away. And I was like, is this going to wane a bit? And I checked some of the reviews out briefly without trying to spoil myself. And like, nope, like it's massively like over emphasizing the story. But like, strangely enough, like, and I usually, you know, swinging more, more so than Mike, like the stories in these RPGs, I'm like, whatever. I don't even give a shit, right? I just mm. play, play through the game. I'm actually kind of digging this story because it like taps into the shit that I like, which is, you know, strategy, 
like it's it's pretty dumb, right? Because you've got like three opposing camps. So you've got the very natural order of like rock, scissors, paper. And you just, the story kind of plays out in that environment, you know, like warring hmm. factions, enemy of my enemy type of stuff. But I kind of like that political stuff. Like it, it's clicking with me and kind of going to the demo. There's a really robust demo for this game. Like I don't understand people who don't play the demo before buying it. Like you can download it right now. You can play, I think, the first three chapters and your progress will carry on. So to me, it's just complete no-brainer to, to play the demo and get the demo. Because okay. um, if the story doesn't click with you, I would not get this game. Because the story is like crazy how much it, like, it emphasizes the story versus like Octopath Traveler, for instance. Okay. Um, in terms of the battle system, it's like, you know, very awesome, but non-revolutionary tactical style battle system. Very good balance of characters and, like, abilities. Uh, you know, focusing on healing versus, like, attacking. And, you know, the very classic sort of tactical thing of, you know, having a higher ground, being able to, like, take advantage of that, blocking in characters, you know, making their mobility less, picking off, like, weaker enemies. It's all sort of there. All the kind of traditional stuff you'd see with tactical games. The, the kind of call-out that I do want to make to people is... Like, the graphics, like, part of the reason why I, like, I'm like, I'm going to get these games is because, like, the way it looks. I love the way it looks. It looks but, sick. But this game is weird, right? This game is weird. So, this game really suffers from dynamic resolution. So, Octopath definitely looks better on PC, but it looks great on the Switch, right? It looks awesome. This game suffers way more from dynamic resolution changes, but the problem with that is... The game is sort of like, you know, a pseudo 3D, 2D environment with pixel-drawn art characters, right? But when the resolutions are, like, getting cramped down so much, what ends up happening is the Switch is, like... Like, like what I believe <clears throat> is happening is, like, doing a bilinear filter to expand it out to, like, a 1080p screen, and the pixel art becomes all blurry. It's almost like, you know, like a SNES emulator that you're putting, like, a blur effect on. Oh, uh, and it's sort of like, dude, this like wrecks the 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 look and feel of the game. And like like again, I think you know my recommendation. It, like, look, it, it's certainly noticeable for me. It's not at a threshold where I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like, I'll get like I won't play it because the gameplay is very smooth. You know, it feels very like lock sixty, all that kind of stuff, or lock thirty. It just you know you don't see frame rate dips or anything like that in this kind of game. But yeah, I do want to flag that to people. And then I would say, like, it's going to come out on PC. If that bothers you, wait till it comes out on PC and play it on PC. Because that will be like a full-on 1080p style game. I can't might, imagine they're going to patch this. So It might take a little bit, though. It's just it's a heads up. Because Octopath did take a little bit as well. Like you to mean, come out on PC. Oh, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. It took like, uh, this like would a year and a bit. Yeah. I feel like it, it's just perfect for the Switch, though. Other than what you just described with the issues. Yeah, and it's a bit of a shame. And it's this is what triggered me title. to search for, like, who made this game? Because Octopath looks so good. Like, I never noticed an issue like that in Octopath. Like, mm. a little bit. Like, you go back to the Digital Foundry, and I, I think it's a bit nitpicking. I would love if Digital Foundry did this game because, like, I'm really fascinated to see what's going wrong with the graphics. Mm. And like I said, my theory is that the resolution is just too low. It's expanding it out. And then, you know, it's just doing a blur effect. Like, it, like I kind of, I don't know if the Switch is capable of this, but I wish that they just did, like, a nearest neighbor. So make it all chunky and pixelated. I think it would look better 
because the character art it's so noticeable when it's blurry when it's pixel art so but having said all of that i'm really enjoying it i love these style games i'm just gonna park it for the next game that we're gonna talk about so Hmm. that was it for me i i have one i have one question yes 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 yes. Uh, did you get past the bridge (laughs) so (laughs) on that they've actually changed the way the game works and it's like you actually have to change a setting for them to not show you the controls it's like they've made it really large and really clear at all points so they must have got feedback from people they listened to this show they listened to this show they they yeah. <laughs> I did because it was like I was like why are they constantly telling me how you know how like um, the NES and SNES and N64 emulators on Switch have the this is what the controls are and they've obviously yeah. play tested it and found that people just can't exit or can't pause and shit like that so yeah like all the way through the game it's constantly going this is the controls like and at the bottom like as an overlay like I'm like this is crazy so Interesting. Yeah, definitely huh. people like Mike um, but there's yeah, no, no, dozens really, of really us enjoy. idiots dozens so, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll park this game for the next game. And then there's, um, uh, what is it called? I've, I've forgotten. The Live Alive. That, that'll Live be the Alive. next one that I, that in this kind of series almost of games. But that's coming out not too far away. So I better get on it in this yeah. game. I think they're saying it's about 30 to 50 hours, this game, to complete. So it's quite chunky. Uh, but let's go to our, I think, honestly, let's be real. Our number one most anticipated game of this year amongst the crew here. I think that's mm-hmm. fair to say. Yeah, totally. Elden Ring. So yes. it has come out. It is a you know massively hyped game. It's selling like nuts. Two point five times Horizon Forbidden West. It is exploding. It's it's the biggest Souls game. It's definitely going to go on to being the biggest selling Souls game. And literally, figuratively. Yeah. And every Mike, way. what do you think of it? Uh, it's okay. I'm out of here. (laughs) It's obviously great. So, much like you guys, pretty high anticipation for it, high hopes and everything. It has completely met all my hopes and then some. I love it. It's brilliant. There's just so much good stuff to talk about it. In fact, I can't even really think of anything bad to talk about it if I had to now. Oh, I can. Uh, to, to, well, okay, the frame rate. Uh, but, but really, in, in, in terms of just very high-level first impressions, absolutely met everything I thought it would, it would be. Yeah, totally did. Well, why do you feel of it? So, so just, just to clarify as well, uh, in case you guys haven't been listening to the previous segments that we talked about, Swinney has a copy of it. He's got the collector's edition. I've got the sword from it. With right. the sword and everything. <laughs> However, he hasn't yet played it. Uh, no. Let's not let's not diss him because I totally get where he's coming from because of Alex. <laughs> diss, diss me, diss me for Alex. Elix. Elix. I'm playing Elix at the moment. <laughs> Call it Alex. First of all, um, diss people for not playing a game yet is that's right. low. Well, that's low. No, honestly, I, I feel say, like maybe you should be slightly dissed for not playing this game. No, but I, I just want to say this is like the most Swinny-ish move ever. Like, yes, I it know is. how much he's <laughs> anticipating this game, and then he's like. Nah, this Eurogenk game coming out. Yeah. I'm going to play that. First. Between the three of us, he is all, by far I think it's awesome. the okay. biggest can, Dark Souls player. Can I? Can I just before like before we get too far away from that, mm. just say I know we talked about Elix before, but what a bad choice for that release date. For oh Elix. yeah, it is. The game has way less. Like it's basically anyway. I'll talk about that when I talk about Elix in future shows. But oh my god, what a bad decision. Yeah, that that, that one in particular, given. 
I know that you're saying it's not like just a fantasy game, but still, it's kind of like the impression that people have of it. It's crazy. Mm. I think the other one is Horizon. Like, what the f? That like, timing again. Horizons mm. are adorned. They released yeah, it like they... a week before Breath of the Wild and the launch of the Switch, and then they release Horizon Forbidden West a week before Elden Ring. I'm like, well, would they have known that ahead of time? Well, of course they, they did. But their like, own announcement I get the, dates. I get the confidence in it, but like, they've mm. been shown to be wrong. Like. People aren't talking about Forbidden West anymore, and just it's like we're not sold, talking about Elden Ring. Anymore. You know, one point, like two point five times less than Elden Ring. But anyway, park that. So yeah. Elden Ring, what is Elden Ring? FromSoft's uh, latest Souls game, but they've taken it into the open world. Mm-hmm. So like on your point, so all your anticipation. So you're like Dark Souls plus yeah. open world, right? Pretty much, yeah. At a, at a simplistic yeah. level, yeah. For for me, what I love about this game is that they I think that if this game was just released by anyone right so some random developer just released this game to me I think it would be very much like Demon Souls where people would be like ah this game is a bit shit like it's not very balanced the first boss that you face like the first enemy once you get out of the the cave you get killed straight away it's ridiculous like what I would say is like you know FromSoft has earned the right to like make a game that challenges people and they've taken it and actually run with it and done something that I think is quite unique in gaming where it's just like, we are going to make a game that's obtuse. We're going to make a game that is like a bit brave at times, but they have the confidence that people have the confidence in them that they're like, okay, like even I, who've I've only played Dark Souls, but, you know, I started playing this and I'm like, oh, this game is like kind of weird a little bit at the start, you know? Like, I, I kind of felt like I, would, I was never really sure of, you know, like, should I be going this direction? Should I be like facing this enemy? I, you know, Mike and I are playing it roughly blind. And, we're, and we've actually gone in different directions, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Massively. Based on where we were, I'm like, wow, that went in a totally different I'll way. just say, I was super interested to hear Indigot, um, considering Dark Souls is the only game from the mm. Soul series, obviously there's there's been quality of life improvements yeah. that they added in not only Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne, but also obviously there's some elements they brought in Sekiro as well. Mm. So you haven't had any of those experiences at all. Yeah. Um, and so to kind of go straight from Dark Souls, which is clunky. I love Dark Souls, but it's clunky. So to go from that to this, like, would be crazy. It'd be a crazy jump. I can see the progression, obviously, having played all of the, the mm. titles, every single one in the series. And it absolutely takes everything that the series has done so far and just refined the hell out of it. But not refined the hell out of it necessarily that... Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just made... Taken everything they had and just made it so much better. And it just works as a cohesive experience. Um, everything throughout the series. And one of the things that I think they did really, really well is the quality of life in this game is amazing. And I'm talking about little tiny... No, well, there's obviously the quality of life of being able to fast travel pretty much whenever you want, wherever you want, which which we can talk about whether that's a good idea or not from a gameplay perspective, but that's your choice. You and can that, do whatever you want. And that's that's been in since Dark Souls 2, so... Yeah, it has. But, I mean, I'm talking about it, it, it feels a lot more... Uh, even easier to do it to the extent that I actually intentionally found myself not using that feature if I can avo- if I don't have to. Um, but it's more little little quality of life improvements where 
take for example Dark so- Dark Souls Three, where the weapon arts or the the what what are not now known as um, the Ashes, Ashes of, of War, War um, there were constrained to the particular weapon that he had. Yeah. So yeah. if you found a shield and it had a parry on it, that's it. That's all you got. Whereas with this, and again, I'm I'm wary of spoilers, but I don't think it's a spoiler necessarily. Um, you unlock the ability that you can customize anything to anything. So yeah. if you want to take that mm. particular skill and take it from that shield as an example, well, you can't take it from the shield, but you can apply it to a completely different shield. Mm. You uh, you can you can apply um, a, a particular skill to any of the weapons that you want, which I think is such an awesome quality of life thing because they're not being assholes about it where they force you to just play a particular thing and they always make you in the back of your mind want more or you're always like, oh, I wish they did this instead. There's very few things in this game where I can go, I wish they did this instead. Everything's like, oh my God, they did it exactly how it should be done. It's, it's freaking awesome. Like there's no complaints about the way they implemented a particular thing. To the extent that a really minor little detail, there's a, an Ashes of War to remove a skill. And yeah, you're like, why the yeah. hell would you want that? What's the point of doing that? Just don't hit the, the left trigger then. It's because you can apply it to a shield. So then if you're using a shield, it means you can actually use the Ashes of War on your weapon in your right hand as opposed to having to dual wield it to be able to use that skill. Like it's little things like that that are just freaking amazing that they thought that through and gave people that option to to make it go, I want to play like this. Oh, great. I can actually play like this. There's no restriction for it. And I just love that. I really love that about it. Yeah. And well, like, because like I'm about 20 hours in your 40 is it Mike? oh no i think it's less than that i was i was exaggerating that's probably about 30 okay 30 30 i don't remember something like that yeah and this game like I, I, just the scale of it it like you know i've i've spent a lot of time playing breath of the wild and that's still like a massive game even in the context of these open world games but this game just feels insanely massive like we both haven't discovered everything. I, I'm sort of, Dude, sort I of aware. I discovered like, a fraction, I reckon, of what you did. To be honest, yeah. Well, <laughs> one thing is like, and I don't play that many open world games, but my kind of style is, I just want to like, where are the boundaries of the map? I want to go everywhere. Where are the okay. waymarkers? Where is like everything? Right. Very so tough went, to do. Very tough to do in this style of game. Yeah. Well, like yeah. I had to kind of run around or run away or like all that kind of stuff, and honestly, it just goes on forever. And then. I ended up circling back, going to the southmost of the game, and I spent like ten hours plumbing everything there. Yeah, that's and I'm what like, I actually did. As dude, well, yeah. honestly, it was like maybe five percent or ten percent. It would be more like five percent of the map that I spent ten hours on doing everything. I'm like, this game is like ridiculous. Um, and like one thing I wanted to touch on, Mike, because you know hmm. I don't want to labor the whole should this game have an easy mode and all that kind of crap. I feel like a lot of people talk about that stuff. It's probably not much we can add, but to me, as someone who's not like super, you know, played all the Souls game, I've only I've beaten Dark Souls and played a bit of Demon Souls. I do want to mm. play Demon Souls after this, um, but to me, I totally disagree with people and where they're coming from on this game. I've heard a lot of people's takes. It's kind of like easier to play Dark Souls because it's just very clear what you need to do. I think it's nuts. Like to me. If you're wanting to get into the Souls series, to me, I would 100% recommend playing this game first. And as much yeah. as you go, a lot of the quality of life won't be there if you go back to Dark Souls 2 or Dark Souls 1 or Dark Souls 3. But the thing I do find about this game is that it allows you to ease in more versus Dark Souls 1. And you can see this with the trophies. Now, people hit like 
the first like Taurus demon. And it's not like there's like a hundred percent of people getting through the Taurus demon. It's like or like um who's even earlier in Dark Souls one? I can't even remember. Well, you got the asylum demon. Yeah, asylum the tutorial. Oh, yeah, maybe like a bit further than that, but maybe I'm thinking Taurus Demon. But like, you know, like you've got these roadblocks in those games and literally people just don't get past it, right? Mm. Whereas this game, I find that, you know, if people aren't quite gelling with it as quickly, like it's actually like a rare game where you can get people to, you know, go and explore, level up, get better yeah. gear, get better armor, get better weapons, you know, get better spirit summonings and, you know, ease into the game a lot more. So like personally... If you're like, oh, I want to try the Souls series, I would 100% say play Elden Ring versus the rest of them for me because it sort of allows you to get into the combat in the easiest way. Or if you want to go like the brutal route, you can still do that in this game. You can treat it yeah. like a soul, like Dark Souls, right? Absolutely. I think choice is the key word for this game almost. There's so many mm. things about this that give you choice as a player, how you want to play the game, the weapons you want to use, the, the type of gameplay, long range, short range. Do you want to go left, right, up, down? I mean, there's, there's, there's clearly, because I think that's part of good game design, um, a certain sort of path that you should be traveling where you mm. notice straight away... To, no, I'm saying to the extent that you know straight away that there's a certain part that you're just going to get decimated. Yeah. As in one-headed, one-shotted, you doesn't... Clearly, I'm not supposed to be in this location kind of thing. I'm supposed to come here later. There's nothing stopping you from going there, but you're just going to completely, completely destroyed. Um, so there are certain parts that I think... And, and I find this quite interesting from a, a game design perspective that it doesn't tell you where to go, but it hints at it in a way... Uh, that's more organic because you go to certain places, you're like, okay, this feels like this is where I should be. It feels like the enemies are about, you know, the right amount of difficulty and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Um, whereas you go to other places, like this is clearly not, not well for me. And that organic level of progressive difficulty is freaking awesome. Mm. It, it just feels so natural while playing the game. And if I come across something that is clearly way too hard, then I just go find something else to do somewhere else. And so far, it's insane. It's kind of like Skyrim in that sense. I, I haven't had a single instance where I go, what should I do next? Yes, I don't know exactly what I need to do next, if that makes sense, but there's always something else to do next. Yeah, like so it, there's me, never like... a time where you go, where the hell am I? I'm stuck. I don't know where to go. Well, like, yeah, there's times where I feel like I don't know necessarily where I'm 100% meant to go to progress a story, like maybe a little bit, but you never feel like you're out of options to do stuff. And Absolutely not, yeah. There's the, always options. <laughs> yeah, and like for me personally, and it's a bit like an anti-Ubisoft game in this way, it's very much like no quest lines, no quest markers, no, you know, this is the next thing you need to do. Oh, there's, there's a vague... Um... There is a there is a vague marker. So when you go to to a side of grace, which is the new bonfire, and you look at the map, um, it actually sort of highlights on the map the 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 way the wind blows almost. Sure. That's not the way the wind blows, but there's like a tiny, very subtle hint of, hey, if you completely get lost and have no idea where to go, maybe head somewhere in this direction. Yeah, kind but of that, thing. that that is compared to like oh. Skyrim, which is like here's a list and it progresses. Oh yeah, it's it totally different. It's, but, I, um, I love this. Having said that, it. like for me, this game when I was playing it, and you know, I'm 20 hours in, it really 100 percent feels like Breath of the Wild plus Dark Souls plus Skyrim. Yep. And like in summary, it honestly feels like take the best thing from 
Breath of the Wild. Take the best thing from Dark Souls. Take the best thing from Skyrim. And this is this game. And I'm like, I know that's insanely high praise, but quite honestly, like, I feel like that's not inaccurate in the 20 hours I played it. It's insane. Like, for me to be able to Very play a game for 20 yeah. hours with my schedule and things like that, like, you know how much I'm loving it, right? And I could hmm. play it, I've played a lot more. Yeah, ditto, same. I, I sank a lot of hours into it so far, although because of stuff that got in the way, I wish I could have sunk way more because it's such an engaging game and it's got an amazing sense of exploration that I haven't felt in a, in, in, in a lot of games and that's purely because it and it's a Dark Souls thing. The, because there's unique weapons, because there's unique items, there's unique enemies, there's unique NPCs, you feel rewarded for exploring all the different places. You don't feel like, ah, I'm probably just going to go here and there's not going to be anything interesting or it's just going to be another variation of exactly the same weapon that I have. But instead of 37 to 39 damage, it's going to do 40 to 41 damage and it might have a poison effect or something. You know what I mean? Like the typical randomly generated loot. No, this is, this is fixed loot that's unique, that mm. is rewarding, that everywhere you go, every crypt you check... Every little obscure jump you do down a ledge or something, you're going to discover something cool that is worth checking out. And it's worth checking out because you can use that thing to try to customize a character a bit. So, so again, it, it rewards choice. And I think the cool thing about that is you can continue playing with exactly the same weapon that he had from the start of the game or one that he found that he used the rest of the game. Or do the way I do it is if I come across a new Ashes of War or something, I experiment with it just to mm. check out what it's like. And then I go, oh, I actually might work better on this kind of weapon style. So I play as all sorts of different characters, all sorts of different different combinations, which is freaking amazing. Like it's it, it's hard, so hard to almost describe how good this game has implemented that that stuff. And Swinney, were you going to say something? I kind of interrupted no. you. I was just going to say before you are talking about the uh, map markers or mm. lack of them or and everything, the big challenge that I always saw with that FromSoft had to face with this was how do you take that uh, like the purposefully obtuse design of Dark, the Souls games and work it into an open world game without losing that. Mm -hmm. So by all accounts, like the way that that's such a fine yeah. line to walk, and by all accounts they've done it so well. They have. Um, obviously, crazy. I can't say it myself, but. That is, that's crazy because it would have been so easy for them to just follow the open world formula that every other oh, yeah. game does. And I know Breath of the Wild also shoot that as well in a lot of ways um, where it's like, okay, I see something on the horizon. I'm going to mark that thing on the horizon, right? Um, that's the way that honestly, it's just magical how they've managed to do it. Um, and just what you, I was going to ask Mike, um, actually mm -hmm. both, both of you. So how far away from the end do you think you are how far oh, into man. the game no do you think you are well, well, well no, no, i can say from my perspective because <clears throat> ps5 has the activity markers you know uh. thing where it kind of tells you how much you progressed in the main story so for oh, me okay, now it's saying 25 percent i'm through the okay. main story hmm. but like in terms of <laughs> in terms of the general game like i was saying this to mike i i feel like this is gonna be 100 hours for me to get most mm. of the things i want to get and, you know, like, before I kick back to you, Mike, on, like, what you think and how long you think it's going to be, this is, like, a rare game where I'm, like, actually playing it. And I'm, like, I kind of, like, I'm very melee build. I got my Hellbird. Like, that's, I don't know. I like that in Dark Souls. And, I, you know, I like that in this game. But I'm, like, playing it. I'm, like, I could totally see myself. And this is crazy for me to say this with the time that I have to play games. But 
I could see myself playing this game again and being more like a mage or something like that, like doing a lot more of the sorcery stuff because it's so integrated in this game and it's really like first class citizen. Like you could totally play the whole game like that. And yeah, I'm just like looking at it and going, man, I could play the whole game again. <laughs> like in a different well, you, class, you still so. can to the extent that you can obviously, um, obviously as in I heard. So I'm playing this completely blind. Um, not completely 100%. blind. Well, no, completely blind to the ex- no, Pretty no. Blind. I am. I no wikis. Legally no, blind. Nothing. I'll call it legally blind. As in, I'm not <laughs> using guides. I'm not using a wiki. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not using tips and strategies and stuff like that. I am, and this is one of the first games that I feel I've 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 really properly done this with because even Skyrim, I think I was probably looking up certain things and certain ways to to I don't know guides on how to get the best crafting or something. Whereas with this, I'm like nah screw it i just want to explore the world i want to i want to i want to find things out for myself i'm probably going to screw quest lines up yeah. i don't give a shit whatever who cares um i can you know play it again sometime down the track and 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 get the best outcome because i it's one of those games where i legit just don't don't i don't need to min max this game i just want to enjoy the experience of of playing it with no guidance nothing no help no this is where you get the best items this is where you farm everything to get the highest level character blah 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 i don't want any of that um which means i have no freaking idea how far i am into the game i legit don't know i don't even know how big the map is because i've never ever looked the map up to see what Mm. the full size of the map is there is there is a tiny and again it's not spoiling or anything but there are a few places fairly early in the game where you come across something that ends up teleporting you to another part of the map and even then you're like, where the hell am I? Like, mm. oh shit, the map just increased in size. God damn it. But I have no idea how much more it's going to increase. At the moment, I'm assuming that's the size of the map that I'm seeing, but that's already fooled me once. So it's probably going to be even yeah. bigger than that by the time I get through this. So uh, no idea. But one thing in terms of the... Well, just before in, you move on, have you been yeah, yeah. in the first two bosses or just the first boss? So I, uh, The first two. Okay. The first so we're, we're, well, to, we're talking like story... Yeah, these, uh, these are the first two mainline bosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah first yeah, yeah. two proper men. So you're like twenty five percent like me then. It'll be that. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be that. Yeah, but the, the thing is, um, obviously, you know that the um, the way different people must approach because this is one interesting thing. Unlike unlike the previous titles, um, because of the fact that you can go around and you can do side stuff and you can level up and you can find better spells, weapons, etc. Um, everyone, I think, is going to have a relatively different experience with these bosses. So, yeah, for example, yeah. the first major boss that I came across, I didn't really have much of an issue because by that point, I think I had explored a bunch of other places down south where it wasn't quite as difficult. Um, but I can imagine if people like the game almost hints at, which is to go straight to the boss because it's kind of where the game is pushed, you know, hinting at the very start for you to go to. Oh, man, I would have had a much more difficult time. I can see people getting stuck on that boss for a while. Well, can, um, I, just, can I just say that? So, like, I'm just looking at PSM profiles. So, like, just looking at the first boss, right, only, like, so, like, there's still 40% of people that haven't gotten through the first boss. Wow. Interesting. Like, it's kind of a fascinating game. I'm not game surprised, yeah. I'm actually not surprised. First boss because is you can, you can, you can, well, you can actually, <clears throat> I've discovered a, a path, again, no spoilers, that I think lets you completely circumvent that first boss. Whereby sure. I, I think you almost don't ever have well don't ever I don't know you probably story story wise you probably have to do it eventually yes yes but you can actually completely circumvent that entire boss and I guess the second boss because of that 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 
Yeah, it'd be the second one as well, I think, where you don't even have to fight them until like at the end of the game or something, potentially, which I think is amazing as, as a concept that you could just do that. You could just keep exploring beyond them. Um, the one, one thing that, that's sort of related to the bosses that I think is quite cool is whilst the game has is, is very open world in its nature, of course, because that's, that's the biggest uh, evolution in the series, the actual levels that are, I think they... What, what would you call them? I think I heard the term legacy dungeons. That's the name, yeah. Yeah, legacy around. dungeons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they feel like the typical legacy experience of Dark Souls in an amazing way. Where you like, you go from this open world to, oh my God, this is Dark Souls. This is quintessential. I've opened a shortcut. I've, I've done this. But even more than Dark Souls because of the verticality. So that the castle that you explore, which I won't say when or what or who, there's so many different like you can obscure little things where you go around the corner you jump on a ledge because the jump mechanic is amazing like it, to me it's it's such a game changer in a positive way it feels so free as a character and you you find all these like obscure parts where you're like man did the developers actually intend me to go here or is this glitching <laughs> and it's not glitching it's just really yeah. obscure um and and I love the fact that they've they've managed to to mix the two, to mix the awesome sense of exploration and open world with a good classical Dark Souls experience. One one amazing experience that I had that I freaking laughed my ass off just because of how Dark Soulsy it felt is I was in a catacomb very much the same as what's in the B-roll right now. And I'm getting chased by these really tough enemies that are brutal in terms of their attack pattern to the extent that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to run past because they're freaking annoying. They were chasing after me. I was super low in health. And I see the end of the tunnel almost. I'm, a, I'm about to, to, to get to the objective and, and I'm in the clear, I'm thinking to myself. And as I'm running through, this shitty little tiny enemy has a swing. Like, you little can't see him. Enemy? Around the corner, like, he just jumps at me around the corner from, from the side and kills me because <laughs> I had so little health. And I just cracked up laughing because I said, this is, like, it, you can see it as a frustrating situation, but I saw it as this is quintessential Dark Souls. Mm. It's fucking amazing. Like, the, the, the placement of that particular enemy was genius. It was so good. Um, the one other quick thing I'd well, say... Just before you move on, because yeah. I just want to add to what you said. So, because, like... You know, Mike and I have been playing it mostly blind. And <clears throat> I was, like, spending so much time in the open world. I'm like, all right, I've got to circle back and play the main line. Because you were talking about, I won't go into it, but, like, the area you were talking about. And I knew where it was. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back into it. Start playing it. I'm like, these fuckers, man. They've, like, it's literally like they've got a Breath of the Wild open world, fully crazy, Skyrim-y type thing. And then it's all this fucking Dark Souls stuff as well. Like, yeah. the design <laughs> of these, you know, legacy dungeons. I'm like, this is just as top-tier Dark Souls that I've played, at least. Internet connectivity, like, all the things you can do, areas to explore. I'm like, how, like, how the fuck did they make this game three <laughs> years after Sekiro? I'm like... That's crazy. With the pandemic, yeah. I'm like... like have they got like magic? <laughs> Are they like summoning <laughs> demons? Like, how is this actually literally possible? I feel like, you know, someday they're going to have a secret and go, oh, no, actually, we've got like literally two studios internally and we don't want to tell people. Maybe, they're working yeah. on these games for like seven years or six years each, but it makes it look like it's well, like every three years. I was all always impressed. I know that they do have like A-team and B-teams and stuff like that, but I was always super impressed with the release schedule between 
Dust Wars 1, 2, yeah. 3, Bloodborne, and Sekiro. Like, they, just the timing was not long between each of those games. Now, this game is on a whole other level because of that open world. But yeah. It's wild. Look, the, there, are, there are certain elements that if you actually look carefully, well, you don't even have to look carefully. You can kind of notice it. There is reuse. Um, it's not yeah, as oh, the um, enemies and stuff. Yeah, definitely. You, enemies, but even like you know the le- the, the level you're seeing right now in the B roll, that is a relatively common end of a <laughs> yeah. catacomb slash. But that's kind that, of like the, which they, is fine. They kind of did that with Chalice Dungeons and Bloodborne already. Yeah, so. and look, dude, it's 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 and perfectly fine. No, it's the shrines as well in Breath of the Wild. Like exactly the, the same yeah. sort of thing. I'm it's a variation it. on the same idea, but we're fine with I, it because it's done so well. I think I'll just like back up Mike's point in a way, just because the biggest thing in this game that I'm amazed about is like, and you know how much I love Breath of the Wild. Like it, I, it's got to be right up there as one of my favorite Zelda's. There is even elements of Breath of the Wild. I'm like, ah, it feels a bit like copy-paste. And that's always my criticism with open-world games, right? Huh. <clears throat> it feels like a bit copy-paste. Like, this game, I don't know how they made it. It's like, it genuinely feels, like, organic, how the world yeah. is, like, clashing with each, with each other. Just like you have in a normal, like, city or area where it's like, why did they build the city like this? It's freaking stupid. It's like, there's a road here. It doesn't make sense. It's like, would have been better if it was a bigger road. And you, like the world just feels real and organic. And I've been like, I've probably spent 15 hours just exploring the world. I'm like, you constantly go to new areas. You're like, what the hell? This is like, how much money do they have in the art design for I, this game? I, yeah. Mm. And the sheer it's number crazy. of different enemies yeah. that you have to yeah. face with different attack. So like my point with, is that oh man, once nuts. you get to the catacombs, like even I'm like, wow, this kind of feels like this other catacomb that I went to. Like the layout feels almost exactly the same. It does, so, but they're different. That's why it's stark. That's so, why it's kind of like, I, I get where people's criticism is. It's more like, because yeah, the rest of it minor. is so different. But it's I mean, such a minor criticism. Every, it doesn't bother me, game, but yeah. I understand what people are saying. Every game does that, though. Like, oh, especially I, open I'm not the one saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying yeah. I, I get where people... It's more like it's stark because it's like yeah. nothing feels replicated in the whole game until you get to those points. So it's like... But those oh, and the wow. certain... Uh, like for, for some of the shacks and stuff, if you look really carefully, you use the same models and the oh, game sure. world and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like really, really... Like I'm, I'm not, the same I'm not even game saying that to nitpick. It's just game design because you have to reuse certain assets as part of a game. But but holistically, it's a fucking amazingly handcrafted yeah. experience. But I mean, to it wrap really it up, Mike, like we like what? I'm. Look, I, I'm really keen to review this game once we'll play enough of yeah. it. Maybe finish the game. Like maybe not when we hundred percent it, but I don't know. We'll see how we all go with it. But um, man, what a what a statement this game is, and what a challenge to this year. And this year, you know, we we're always talking about it because we do these games of some other year and look back and go. What's the greatest year of gaming and everything like that? I mean, this uh, game, this year, tough to top has got like, <laughs> well, I know because you've got like the new Breath of the Wild, like Breath of the Wild 2 coming out, right? Which could be absolutely amazing. God of War coming out as well. Skyrim, uh, sorry, Skyrim. Um, Starfield, yeah. this game. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, mm. this year could be like ridiculous because this be game is already ridiculous year. Don't like, forget, uh, Elite 2, come on. <laughs> uh, of course, yep, yep. Yeah, like, for me, like, I really haven't felt like this about a game since Breath of the Wild. And that was five years ago, almost to the day. So, mm. yeah. But, hey, one last thing I want to say, though, is having mm-hmm. played this and, you know, like, I'm only 20 hours in, but, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a fair chunk. I still would say Dark Souls is more important and 
overall a kind of better game because it's so tight but i have a lot more fun playing this game Mm. like i know that this game will be ranked higher in my mind in terms of what game do i love more but i just kind of appreciate dark souls for what it kind of yeah i know what you mean industry and everything like that so yeah i i i I, uh, to be completely honest i don't even I don't even think I could if I had to make a real tier list and and include this and include <laughs> Dark Souls. I would struggle, I reckon. I really would. Oh, that'd be cool. It's, I want to play Dark Souls. It'd be 3, so hard. That's the other one that's like totally worth there. doing. It's gonna be a bit weird playing three and going back to this because in terms of uh, three is a weird in between where I think the level design is great, but it doesn't have the same connecting level design that Dark Souls One had, for instance. I felt it was and Swinny, you can you can vouch for this too potentially it felt a lot more disconnected in some ways the, the, yeah. world, the way the world felt yeah um, dark, all three of the first well the first three dark souls games i should say not demon souls i can't can't comment too much on that they had they each took a different design uh, approach to mm. how they designed the world and dark souls 3 is the most linear yeah it's very linear oh, and really? very I always it's, all, dark it's almost like connected no dark souls, dark, 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 souls, dark souls 2 is connected but nothing compared to number one dark souls 2 yeah. is more like okay i'm gonna go through to different areas and then gonna connect back to other areas whereas yeah. dark souls 3 apart from a couple of sections it's almost like straight lines and you oh, teleport really? to yeah. the but, other areas basically kind but, of like in demon souls almost i just want to clarify though that within each area though they hmm. have their shortcuts and stuff it's more like nothing's like dark souls 1 even oh, demon wow. souls isn't okay. like dark souls 1 like, no, it's, it's more not. like dark souls 1 is the outlier um, and yeah, Sekiro, yeah, Sekiro, Sekiro is pretty connected, but I'd say Dark Souls One is is probably um, the outlier in terms of design. I guess Bloodborne's probably the closest. Damn, mm. I was going to say Bloodborne before you did because I wanted to <laughs> that's, say, prob- that's probably that's probably the closest. Expert. That's probably the closest uh, in terms of design to Dark Souls One. I'd say with its map designs. So. That's interesting to know because I feel like I'm spoiled then with Dark Souls One because I loved the interconnectivity of it's, that. It's like a, as you unravel it, yeah. it feels like a like a traditional Japanese mm. puzzle, you know, where it's like everything's so intricately connected. And then later you're like, holy shit, this is the same area goes up to fire, Link Shrine. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's not quite as, blowing. I didn't uh, know that I mean, the rest of the games aren't like that. Okay. Number three really, no. ha- has it to some extent. Yeah. Because then you can look, look, you look in the distance and you go, oh, yeah, that's where that particular thing is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can't really get to it on foot. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, if I recall correctly, you know what well, I mean. Well, an like, example, an example would be I don't want to drag on too much. But an example is you look down and you see these towers in these trees, and then as you go down and you progress into another area, you're then down in that lower area, and then you're like, okay, I can unlock an, a shortcut that's going to take me back yep. higher again. But it's not like it's not on the level of Souls. Oh, okay, yeah, it's not. So getting back to Elden Ring, like for yeah, me, just... two things, and then I'll throw to you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Like one for me is like it's not whether this game is great or not. Like, the conversation for me is like, you know, go through, finish it, do all that stuff. And like, and I said this to Mike, I think this might be a game that I actually try to platinum. I love it so much. It's like Breath of the Wild. Damn. I went nuts with Breath of the Wild and collected every weapon, every armor. Up- Dude, I upgraded every armor. I don't even know why I'm doing it. It's not like an achievement or anything, but I just love the game so Personal much. I'm so passionate yeah. about it, right? But I kind of feel like that about this game. Um, and for me, the question is more like, like, how great is this game compared to other games of all time? And I feel I like just, that's a conversation that's like a year or two or three away from yeah, me personally. Yeah, of course, yeah. In hindsight, I think. Yeah, but, it, but it's right up there, man. Like, it's the same feeling of when I played like Super Metroid, Ocarina of Time, Breath of the Wild. Like, I, 
So it's it means just so, so good, man. Oh, damn it. You, I was going to say, that means it sucks. And <laughs> totally sucks. Well, and the game. last thing I want to <laughs> say before throwing you, Mike, to wrap it up is like, I'm so like keen for Sweeney to play this game. Like, and I don't care when you play it, Sweeney. Like, you do you, but so much. Like, I'm. It's like you know, it's the vicarious thing. It's like no, yeah, yeah. I have like I've already played it, so it's like I've popped that bubble. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and it and it's such an amazing achievement. These guys, you got to like, uh, you know, clap to them. Like, it's freaking insane that they made a game this ambitious, brilliant game. I'm just and super pulled pumped. it off. And super pumped for Sweeney to play it. I can't wait to see if he... I'm almost, like, excited if he doesn't like it. Because it's like... I just want to see well, a different opinion on it. If it's got elements of Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> hey, no weapon durability. So, look at that. That is true. <laughs> see, another quality of life thing. That's what I mean. This game is just full of quality of life things. No weapon durability, which is brilliant. No stamina consumption if you're just sprinting and jumping. I like that, yeah. Without enemies around yeah, and stuff, yeah. or if you're not in combat. Little things like that where you're like, man... It makes so much sense. I'm so glad they just went, you know what? We're not going to be assholes to players. The game is difficult enough. It just makes sense. It's hard enough to play as is. It's challenging as is. We don't need to just be dickheads about it. Uh, So it's brilliant. One one last thing I'll say, which I think maybe you had a similar experience to me into God, is I started playing the game as the the wretch, I believe it is. that, That level one, completely naked, and no armor, no, no armor, the nothing. The hard of a game that's hard. Well, it's it definitely felt, especially it, no, at the is. start, it like is. it is a hard mode. Absolutely, the starting classes are pretty but, OP compared to other Souls games. Oh yeah, like look, look, look comparing to the starting classes now, I'm thinking, man, that seems so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you get you get a weapon that took me ages to find right at the start with one of the other classes. Um, the yeah, thing so. is, I think in a game like this, it makes perfect sense to do something like that. Because it's the same as Breath of the Wild, it's the same as Skyrim, it's the same as a lot of those games where you start from scratch, where you have nothing, where I was, I was, I, I literally had to find pants. I did not have yeah, any same. pants in the game. Yeah, well, and it was an achievement. Away, it was an amazing achievement just to find a goddamn pair of pants. Um, and, and the little stories it creates, because I found my first chest armor um, on on this enemy that was um that was by again no spoilers or anything he was it was an enemy camping <laughs> by a fire on the that beach bloody words because it's so hard to tread that line <laughs> so so just the it was nighttime and i snuck up to this 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 guy and i had this epic battle on a beach because it was a relatively hard enemy for for my shitty naked self with a club yep and then he dropped, I don't know if it was, it's, he always drops that or it just happens to be good luck. He dropped a, a piece of armor that I'm still using after 30 hours. But that, that experience that it created mm. of, that a lot of players wouldn't necessarily have because a lot of players might go, they're fully geared and they're like, yeah, whatever, just another enemy. But to me, it was like, this guy, it's such an awesome experience to have that. So anyway, I mean, amazing I'll, game. I'll disagree with you i think you do you you play however you want well exactly everyone like, gets to play think, differently which is so cool about it the the game is very open so probably whatever play style you play naturally in these kind of games just play that starting class and then you can deviate if you enjoy something in the game yeah so. and it's only the starting classes like with everything I'm, I'm i'm relatively certain you can respec i haven't come across it or anything like that but i'd be surprised if you can't because yeah. i think the previous game had it and given all the other quality of life stuff in this game it would blow me away if you can't respec in this game. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, but it's... yeah, look like two thumbs up for me, two thumbs up for you, Mike. I had more thumbs. 
I wish I had more thumbs so I could give this game four thumbs up. Like, I think we'll need to think of the whole game of the year thing at the end of the year because I feel like this game is going to, like, sweep it. Like, sorry, one thing we didn't mention at all. I mean, we've been so positive of the game. I mean, like, the performance issues are really... Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we haven't mentioned it, but... Because I guess we're not trying to be negative about it, but, like, on PC, it's like, do not buy this on PC. It seems to be, like, what most people are saying. Like... I got the PS4 version specifically because I wanted to play the backwards compatibility version on the <laughs> PS5, but I still found it to be like not 100% locked in at 60. So I just said, stuff, I'll just upgrade it to the PS5 version. And it's, it seems like out of all of us, Swinney might have like a sort of niche optimal <laughs> I know. way because... By ch- almost by chance. <laughs> yeah, but, by yeah. accident, yeah. Because you've got the LG C1, is it? I think it's C1, yeah the, yeah. the the 2021 model of the LG OLED. Yeah. So you got like the, the new HDMI 2.1 spec where it's, yeah. you can do variable refresh rate. Like I can do with my PC monitor, but you can do that with your Series X. The yeah. PS5 doesn't do variable refresh rate like that. And, you know, people who are playing it on that whole setup feel like it's very smooth. So yeah. that might be... But it's weird because still <laughs> the Series X version is like on average... A couple, of, if not up to five to seven frames lower kind of, than PS5. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to enjoy the bigger load times, but still, the load times will probably still be better than the traditional Dark Souls load times from the older games. So. Well, that, you know that, that though. Quick. No, I find it too too long. I'm like Jesus really? Christ! Like, like I thought this generation is no load. Get like get on with it. Like it's pissing Man. me off, dude. We're talking about like two, two three Ratchet seconds. Ratchet and Clank is just like instant. It's like you're straight into the level. Yeah, but it's people don't freak out. It's really really <laughs> short load times. But it's like pretty two, long on Series well. X. It's like 15 seconds or something. Oh. Like, like yeah. seconds. But compared to like, look, okay, trust me, I'm okay yeah. with that because yeah. it's low. It's well, fine. As I said, like that's probably going to be the most annoying thing. Yeah, so. I think we sh- we had to mention that because like totally, I hundred yeah. percent noticed the yeah. the dips and stuff like that, and I honestly don't think they'll ever fix it. Like I just generally don't think they're going to fix it. And you know probably what? Like not. the game does not look as good well, as Demon Souls. They never remake. they never completely fixed Blight Town, which was probably the worst technical <laughs> thing they've ever yeah. done yeah. in yeah, a Souls God. game. Yeah. Dude, into God, you think that's bad? Oh my God, try playing the original game Blighton, in Blighttown yeah. in the original version of yeah, it. Yeah, because it's like six or seven frames per second. PS, PS3 was dropping below 10 at times. Xbox yeah. took down like 12. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You know what? It didn't really, it's like awesome. it was annoying and it was shit and it sucked, especially because Blighttown, I know you love Blighttown, Swinney. I freaking hated the, it. It was funny, depressing and I couldn't wait to get the, out of it. The funny part, it gave Blighttown such a reputation yes, alongside yeah, 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 the yeah. fact that it's Blighttown. Yeah. I remember hearing, bef- you know, so before I got up to there and everyone's like, oh my God, Blighttown, oh my God, Blighttown. <laughs> dude, dude, that was what I was like when I, because I played Dark Souls only recently, right? Mm. So when I got up to there, I was like, Blighttown. I felt like I was going to Disneyland. I was like, I know about this place. It's famous. And then I actually you. got through it all. And I'm like. Okay, that's like not too so bad. bad. It wasn't the yeah. hardest area. Yeah, because you but played it at 60 frames, not Yeah, correct. Or 30 or whatever it is. Yeah. So I didn't really experience the real Blight Town, thankfully. But yeah, look, Elden Ring, amazing game. Can't wait to see when he plays it. Gonna be very hard to knock off. It, like, I have to say, Breath of the Wild 2 is anything like Breath of the Wild 1. Fuck, it's gonna be difficult for me to like go, which one do I like more? I might not be able to we'll, decide. We'll see so. what happens. I, I'm the, the only thing that I'm worried about Elden Ring is. What the hell game can top this now for me? <laughs> it's just it just feels so good to me yeah. as a game. It's it's everything I've wanted in this kind of a game that 
man, what? I, any other game I'll play, I'm like, I wish it did it this way, like Elden Ring did. Or I wish it had this. Or I wish the exploration was more like this. Or I wish I had this choice or something. I don't know. It's going to be really annoying. Other yeah. than I'm hoping... St- Starfield or something. Well, <laughs> it's really annoying that I'm playing the greatest game of the Because it's all downhill from here. It's but like I... dating Cindy Crawford. You know, you just thought, uh, what the hell is that? Oh, anything. Your whole life is just pointless. Jesus. Might as well kill you. No, but I, I do get that. It's like, because I, I love Breath of the Wild so much. And I, like, waited so long to finish that game because I was like, oh, I don't want to finish it because then it's like, oh. there's no more to it. It's done. Like, yeah. there's nothing left. See. I'm like, what am See, I going to do with my life? I've been yeah. brought up on a healthy diet of B games and yeah, A true. games and everything in between. So I think it's, it's, I think I'll be fine. You're You'll literally right. choosing to play Elix too. Right? Yeah, like exactly. It's so awesome. Well, he's doing it the right way. He's leaving, the, saving the best for last. So cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap that up. Uh, so next week we will loop back and talk about Chrono Trigger, which mm-hmm. I beat now like a month and a bit ago <laughs> so i, I need to like watch a story refresher or I, something i am looking forward to talking about chrono trigger so. yeah and look i like i gotta be upfront. i haven't even spoken to you about this winnie like i think earthbound will have to hold off until i get around mm. to it and beat it there's no way oh, we can talk about it if i don't beat it that's fine no yeah, cool. same same so it's gonna take some time but i'm gonna play it on the switch now that it's available on the switch which was really cool news cool. um but that's it for this week welcome back we should Go back to our normal schedule, hopefully, weekly. We'll see. Um, And with that, bye-bye. Adios.